0: They're gonna have to cart Natalia and Becky Lynch out of here. The boss is back in a serious way.
1: Sasha made it boss time tonight. SummerSlam's over. Sasha Banks is back. I'm almost on vacation, so fuck work. It's the Chick-fil-A show. I'm in the Jimmy's Seafood Studios and uh man, I'm feeling good. Eating clean, living good. I mean, I'm eating clean till I go on vacation eat a bunch of yeah. terrible food yeah. and drink beer, but uh I'm feeling good. I got Sheena Phelps. Uh close by here in Virginia, in, uh, in the, what is it, the Virginia Studios, where the, the Chalkline Studios? Yeah,
0: it's, sharp, it's a sharpshooter studio. Yeah. Oh, there you
1: go. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the intern, the MVP, Marco Denton, up in Baston. What's up, dude?
2: What's going on, people? Not much, man.
1: Uh, we have a lot to talk about, for sure, and uh, we uh, should get right to it. We have a SummerSlam to recap, NXT Takeover. To recap, a pretty, pretty jam-packed Raw and SmackDown. Uh, but mm-hmm. before we do all that, we need to thank all of our lovely listeners because last week's episode was our most downloaded episode ever. And uh, we owe it all to you guys. Of course, we did the uh, the Macho Man giveaway, which, of course, the person who won never fucking claimed the thing, so we get to give it away some other time. We will give it away <laughs> soon. We're not giving it away tonight, but uh, we will do another giveaway soon. I don't know if it'll be just Patreon subscribers or if it'll be, you know, all of our social media followers, but we will get with everyone when I get back from vacation. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading. We are, the show continues to grow and we definitely couldn't do it without you guys. So uh, thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Thanks guys. It was, it was the show of the summer, if you will. Um, so yeah, we appreciate you guys all tuning in and I'm excited to like actually give that macho man to someone because that freaking figure is so sick. So stay tuned. If, um, if you have been listening to the show and are still listening to the show that that is still up for grabs. So, uh, keep, keep tuning in folks
1: speaking of giveaways we're doing a giveaway for a pat patterson elite figure so we got two of them sent to us one was from a friend of the podcast patreon subscriber mike lanham uh who's been on the show here before the other is uh ethan deck who is a follower of ours who actually works at walmart and found it for me and i wanted to do the giveaway so both of those guys thank you so much uh sheena you have the winner who who won that figure from us (laughs)
0: Awesome. So, um, the winner of the Pat Patterson figure. So, whoever gets this figure, you have to. You don't have to unbox him. I won't make you unbox him because that's totally up to your personal preference. But you do have to snap a picture of you drinking coffee or tea or Red Bull or whatever your caffeine of choice is with Pat Patterson because that is a thing. We have a a hashtag a moment. (laughs) a moment with pat so you have to take a moment with your pat figure and post it on uh, your social media feed and make sure that you do tag me when you do but our lucky winner for the pat patterson figure is jason cook so congrats homie i'm so stoked to send you this figure i know you are a figure collector um and i hope that this one helps round out your your sick collection
1: uh Jason Cook's good dude. He's been commenting quite a bit on our uh our Facebook page, uh posting all his finds on there. So if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, it's not too late. It's patreon.com slash Chick Show. And uh, we have a lot of fun over there, Sheena. It starts at a dollar per month to get our show notes emailed to them every single week and access to our Facebook group where we buy and sell and trade figures and talk wrestling all all day long. And Mm -hmm. uh, it goes up from there with bonus episodes and uh, our unboxing videos. But uh, if you listen to the show, all of the uh, the proceeds, I guess you could call it, from Patreon goes back into these kind of giveaways. We, we bought this Pat-, Pat Patterson figure out of our pocket for money from our Patreon subscribers. And uh, we'd we love to give back to people in the fake community.
0: Yeah, for sure. And something else, we had a really fun weekend. Um- talking on discord we have a private chat app on our discord for all of our chick A patreons and we talked during SummerSlam and then raw and it is so funny i mean just like some of the comments that, that come out it's just an ongoing chat thread and uh for our patreons and so yeah when you when you enroll you get uh, to participate in that we we randomly do it for raw and smackdown but we we try to do it for all the big events um and it, it's a lot of fun to see everybody's personalities really come out in there
1: for sure, let's get through some more uh, good housekeeping here. We don't have a show next week after <laughs> after uh, having the most downloaded show ever. We're gonna we're gonna take a week off here and just kind of rest on our laurels a little bit. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm on I'm on vacation, so we're doing that. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a poll up on the uh, on the Twitter account, and uh, you guys are gonna be able to vote uh, which of our Patreon episodes that we will post for free for everyone to listen to. So we're going to do the history of the Mattel retros that myself, Sheena and Mike Lanham did, Uh, our Mount Rushmore of peg warmers, which was a fun episode and uh, our our best wrestling video games of all time, which is another favorite of mine. That was me, Sheena and the heel husband, Seth Phelps. Uh, So we'll post that on Friday. We'll post the episode when we usually post our normal episode next week. And we'll be back here. uh, What last week of, uh, I guess that's almost the, what, the 1st of September or like the last yeah. week, last week of uh, August there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. almost fall here. So uh, yeah, good news and bad news situation there. Um, I did want to give some props to our buddy Rucker2020 on Twitter, who, uh, from the Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast, who invited me to a, uh, I'm going to be representing the chick fil show in a, a fantasy football draft on Sunday. We'll have a league with a bunch of other podcasts. I'm going to whip the hell out of them and yeah. uh, and represent chick foley show so thanks to those guys check them out and give rucker 2020 a follow he's a he's a good wrestling follow on twitter if you haven't followed him already so um those are some plugs let i'll let sheena take over here on some of our uh, wonderful sponsors before we get into uh our, our SummerSlam recap
0: yeah, guys, make sure that um, you know if you purchase anything from Ringside Collectibles, you know we're huge, we're huge supporters and fans, and they're they're sponsors of our show. You um, use code Chick Foley for ten percent off. There's a lot of different codes out there that you can use, but ours is obviously the best. Um, and they make sure if you use Chick Foley, they're going to send your figures in the best condition. I don't know if that's true. I just made that up. But um, and also make sure that you support our homies over at Chalkline. You guys, um, they just had their SummerSlam line drop and it is straight fire baby so make sure if you purchase anything um you can use code chick um at any time to get 15 off but do make sure you check their website and their their um, instagram and stuff like that because sometimes they have random 20 and 25 percent off um promos for select items too but yeah, uh code chick will get you 15 percent off um all the freaking time off of anything that you order so and then our, of course i cannot forget our homies over at collar and elbow guys uh softest softest tees on the planet and they're super cute um the cool thing about collar and elbow i love their their shirts are like not like you know it's not like wearing your wrestlemania shirt out to dinner you can wear a collar and elbow shirt and one you're going to be super comfortable and two it's not gonna you're not gonna look like a hardcore mark if you're out with people who are not of the mark community so you can use code chick there check out their merch and um get 10 percent off and as always our our merch is over at pro wrestling tees we have some awesome designs and we're in the the process of finding some more new designs and getting those out to you guys so thank you to everyone who's already purchased and reps your gear at events i love seeing all your pictures and everything that you guys send us um it means a whole lot but with that being said let's dive into this fully loaded post show of the summer
1: (laughs) should we start with takeover let's start with takeover
0: Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with some takeover. So, what um, what was your overall thoughts of, of takeover, Phil? Like, what uh, you know, just not any match in particular, but what did you think of the show as a whole?
1: I thought it was really good. I don't think it was the best takeover of all time. I don't think it compared to uh, uh, Takeover New York. But I think when you put on banger shows, you know, one after the other, and you have a B plus show, it's going to show a little bit. A couple of these matches were not up to uh, the usual level of what, what they've been putting on TakeOvers. But overall, it was, it was a really good show. I liked it, and uh, the main event made up for, for most of it. Um, I was blown away to learn that Beth Phoenix is younger than Shayna Baszler. I don't know if you knew that.
0: Are you sure about that, Marco? I, I need swear you to, to God, that.
1: I had to Google it, too. I wikipedia the shit out of that. Beth Phoenix is like, th- they're both 39, but I think one is like March, one is November. Marco will look it up right now, but... Yeah, Shayna
0: Baszler is thirty nine yes, years yes. old. Yes, isn't
1: that fucking crazy? I mean, she, not that she's like she looks. You know, I, no. I, she's one of those people that you couldn't tell like how old she is. She could be twenty five or thirty five easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Wow. But I mean, I, I, that must mean Beth, Beth Phoenix started when she was like super young. Because I mean, she's been gone for what fifteen years. I mean, well, I'm
0: actually kind of surprised to find out that Beth Phoenix is only 39. I thought Beth Phoenix was actually older than that. I need Marco yeah, Lake to give me She's got a mom face.
1: She's got one of those hashtag mom faces.
0: She does. She she looks like she drives like a, a big SUV or or a minivan. She's gorgeous. You know, like she, she's she's she still she still got it. But yeah, she's awful on commentary. But yeah, well, you know, she just doesn't um, have
1: a, a voice. I mean, she doesn't have a voice that kind of goes i mean i guess next tomorrow her voice you know doesn't doesn't next carry to, next as much
0: tomorrow next tomorrow everybody kind of falls <laughs> in comparison True. you know what i mean it, it's really hard to stand up to to the man the myth the legend that is marvin uh Ronaldo. so don't um don't get it twisted i i can't imagine doing that job honestly oh, like it's gonna be tough yeah i can't i can't imagine just like being there on the fly in the moment having things that you got to say and Marks that you got to hit and all that stuff. So I give her props, but yeah, you know she's definitely not. She's no Jr. She's no Morrow. So, um, but she's doing the damn thing. And they got they got chicks on on commentary. So hey, I I like I like I like better than Renee. Oh my gosh! No,
1: am I striking a chord there?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I I hate when people hate on Renee. I don't don't, know why. I,
1: I think she is like an awesome personality. I just don't think it comes through on commentary i mean i feel like she's fed a lot of like stupid dopey lines i love when she she's going back and forth with
0: uh cory with
1: Corey. yeah for sure she's they're very entertaining there but this is that's an aside there um any any info on that uh marco did you did you pull up some ages? oh my
0: gosh he did um it's funny he just pulled up beth phoenix's uh birthday so yeah beth phoenix is or Shayna is actually older by beth uh, older than beth phoenix by a couple of months she's in uh, august 8th 1980 and beth is got the same birthday as the heel husband with november 24th she's a little bit older than the heel husband obviously um being born in 1980 so yeah whoa that is that's crazy yeah i thought Shayna was younger and i thought beth was older so um i'm very surprised that is a you know blow my mind factoid here at the top top of the show but um yeah, so I thought I thought the show was really good. Exactly what you said. It's really hard when your your product is so used to pumping out like A plus 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 shows, and then like you said, if they put on like an A minus show, everybody's like loses their freaking mind, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like this was not this was not good. Or this was not up to par." I'm like, I'm like NXT could put on a C level show, and it would still be better than like ninety percent of the shit out there. Like oh, let's yeah. let's let's be real right now. Like NXT is the best thing in wrestling, in my in my personal opinion. Um it did feel like it it, it didn't it didn't blow me away like most all takeovers do. There was some amazing matches, like I'm not even gonna lie. Uh still always loaded cards. The the main event was awesome, but it it wasn't one of those shows that like you walk away from like holy crap, like this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um but being the the not best takeover is still a pretty high mark. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like for sure. that's that's it's a still a, a really high bar that that they've set for themselves. But um, as far as individual matches, what did you what would you say was the the disappointment of the night? You kind of mentioned that some of them didn't live up to the hype. So what would you say was kind of like the the shortcoming of NXT Takeover?
1: I'll tell you, Uncle Dave Meltzer really didn't like that Basler. Uh, Mia Yim match gave it a a one star, which uh, it, was, it I wasn't. It wasn't a good match.
0: Bullshit. I think. I mean, it wasn't great. but yeah, I think, it wasn't. Like, I yeah, think it was- wasn't
1: that bad. I, I didn't like stick out to me in my head. Um, that that Dunn three way match was was disappointing. Uh, I thought it was going to be better than that. Pete Dunn has some shitty strikes, man. He 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 went like a, like a like a cartoon rabbit like punching. Did you see the, the the clip of that where he's just kind of like swinging in midair like and just like not even like hitting anybody just hitting air Um, no
0: i didn't see that maybe it's because i look at dunn through rose-colored glasses and i'm like he's amazing yeah i've I've always loved
1: him but that match nothing memorable really happened so that was a disappointment for me i was a little shocked by that but i was also shocked by how good the candice larae match uh versus iosherai that that match really was i mean that rivaled the main event for me that was a great match
0: it was great. I think um I think to your point, they did a really good job building that match. I mean, just overall, you know, the the whole heel turn with IO and then her new entrance, which is just absolutely amazing like i love the music i love the way she looks i just i love everything about it it just kind of sets her apart from like all the other um wrestlers that are like her like the you know the kabuki warriors like all of them that had that same style as her um i think it really kind of sets her apart to have that like really darker demeanor um and just like that like badass music i i, I love it
1: more like emo Shirai, am I right?
0: Oh my god, you did not just say emo Shirai. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was really I thought it was really really good. I thought they put on a hell of a fight. I told heel husband this is like a, a totally random aside. Go back and watch that when she's entering the ring. She kind of gives me shades of like Ronda Rousey. Like she looks like an Asian Ronda Rousey. Um, like go back and look at her face. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, like she looks like somebody, you know, and I'd never put it together until now. I think it's because she's got that like scowl now where she just looks kind of like, I'm about to kick your ass. And I'm like, she kind of looks like Ronda Rousey. Um, so go make sure, like, go take a look at it and like, you know, let me know if I'm just being crazy, but getting back to the, um, to the done match and everything, I thought there was memorable moments. I think setting up him and, um, him and dream as a as a solo feud. I think as it was a really cool move. I um, mean, you know, obviously Dunn got the pin and then got screwed out of it and then yeah. obviously, you know, got beat, but um, you know, if if Roddy wasn't going to win the gold, I think that's the best the best place is just like move him out, and get Dream and Dunn together um and then, you know, let's let's see what happens there because I think that feud is going to be fire.
1: Why do you think? And this this might be a stupid question. I was wondering this uh why do you think that the just the 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 booking of the matches on Takeover is just so different than whoever is booking the matches on the main roster? It's just not the same pace. I don't know if it's cuz it's a longer show they don't want to like get the crowd super hyped for a match and then have it, you know, bring bring it down to crickets, but does does it make any sense what I'm saying? Like these matches are are just a different like I could show you a match without any like banners or any like without showing you the people and you would know it was an NXT match as opposed to like a a SummerSlam match just because
0: it's it's totally different because it's it's a totally different feel because one um you only have what five matches on this card versus like you know 11 matches on the on the main card like there's gonna be a huge difference in pace there's gonna be a huge difference in storytelling um and just the way that just the way that NXT builds their stories um Is totally different than the main roster, right? The main roster has live TV every single week. You see see the same superstars on TV every single week versus NXT where like, you know, you may not see Adam Cole every week, right? You may not see Velveteen Dream every week and the storytelling gets a little bit more you get a little bit more time with the storytelling you get a little bit more um, intimate build. It feels a little bit you know smaller the backstage segments mean more um all of that stuff versus like live tv where you have like 10 million things going on you're promoting 25 other things you've got a pay-per-view that you're trying to push you've got you know the current show you got the 24 7 championship running around like it's a lot of stuff to digest versus nxt where you can really just sit down and absorb it all i think that's what makes it feel different
1: yeah, that's I mean that's almost why people remember like the golden age of when we were kids so fondly, is because when we were kids we had four pay per views and, I mean, from SummerSlam, you wouldn't get anything – you would build until Survivor Series. And you would have episodes of Monday Night Raw where the champ wasn't on it or, you know, or superstars where, you know, it was just kind yeah. of a filler matches. But, you know, it kind of built things. I mean, NXT is an hour long. I mean, how much time do they really have to fo- – you know, they got a ton of guys on that roster now. So, um, it's it's definitely good for – like you said, it just builds kind of anticipation and, and they can just kind of go all out when they only have five matches on the card. But – yeah, I was I was just thinking that while I was watching it, it's just a it's just a more fun. Like I could just watch NXT Takeovers every. I know they wouldn't be a, as fun, but I could just watch it every month. Like it's like, give me give me ten different people and let's just do an NXT takeover, you know, every month. But um,
0: true, and you know, it feels totally different. Like I, you know, when you have ongoing feuds that go over the span of multiple NXT Takeovers, yep, yep. it doesn't feel as like like belabored and drug out as it does when you have a feud that gets drug out between like multiple WWE pay-per-views. I mean, this is the third time that we've seen Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and people were just as into it this time as they were when they, when they first saw it at NXT um, New York, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I think, I think if there's something to be said for that versus like, you know, I mean, grand, this is a terrible, a terrible um, example, but like, you know, when we kept seeing Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins, we were like jesus christ wait if i see this one more time or drew mcintyre and like roman reigns you know what i mean like i'm yeah. like if we see this one more time we're gonna just like stop watching wrestling yeah, or like um,
1: uh, andrade and Rey mysterio i mean how many times that we just saw that again on monday after seeing it on smackdown for so many times And it's it's a great match every time but if they wrestle on a pay-per-view yeah. it's gonna be like oh fuck again with this like it's not yeah. gonna be like the excitement that you get with these nxt matches so yeah that's just a whole different animal um i did want to touch on they always introduce a new a new signee or a new talent that joins nxt and they're always in the crowd it's you know matt riddle or somebody drew mcintyre keith lee uh they had austin theory who i only know of because of watching that evolve show and then watching that viceland documentary the uh, the wrestler um, yeah. and the crowd did not know who the fuck this guy was and he he's a badass wrestler i'm not taking anything away from austin theory it's not his fault yeah. but yeah. I, I was pretty shocked that you know uh, uh, the smarkiest of smark fans in the crowd for this nxt takeover and you could see behind him when he's on the camera no one is doing anything i don't know if they didn't show it on the big screen or what but there is n- zero reaction
0: yeah, I think it's, you know, I was actually listening to a, um, another show earlier in the week and they were talking about that exact same thing about how it was just kind of like, you know, in, in our terms, a wet fart of a, oh of, a, of, a, of a reveal for an NXT, you know, uh, upcoming star, you know, and I think um I think there's a lot to be said for what's going on in the in the wrestling, you know, universe right now i mean there's like you know we got aew coming up you have all these different things you know evolve is kind of like getting a little a little bit of shine i think you know and all these promotions are like sucking up all these people so now we're really really diving deep into like finding people to come to nxt and find it you know what i mean because all of the mainstream talent already belongs somewhere true right so um i think it's i think it's just a matter of like they're really starting to like uncover these diamonds in the rough um that people may or may not have heard of um but yeah again it's not taking anything away from him um but yeah it didn't get the reaction that most of the time like like you said if you saw matt riddle or you know when you saw drew mcintyre or whoever and you were or samoa joe and you're just like oh my god like this crazy. You know, yeah, it, t- it definitely didn't get that kind of reaction. So I want to go ahead and get right into this um best two out of three falls match for NXT. Uh Gargano and Cole. This was the main event of the night. Longest match of the night. Um it did feel a little long to me. I thought it was a great match, but I I thought it was you know, two out of three falls, I knew it was going to be a longer a longer match, but I didn't like that it was two out of three falls from the jump. I think, you know, just, I think definitely putting a stipulation on it. Um, I think they could have done the freaking hardcore cage from the jump. You know what I mean? I think that could have been like just this, the only stipulation of the match and they just have like a hardcore match where they just beat the hell out of each other versus this, you know, this two out of three falls where we know it's going to the third fall i thought that was just kind of a little bit like insulting our intelligence just a little bit like you know um with regal being like if it goes to the third fall like i will i will choose the stipulation you know and i was just like come on like you know i'm all about suspending my disbelief but let's be real here you know um and then obviously as people were entering the arena They saw that the cage hanging over, so the picture started to surface. And then, you know, it came out beforehand that it was going to be a cage match if and when it went to the third fall. But, um, what did you think about this match as a whole?
1: I agree with you. The two out of three falls thing is kind of overplayed, and you always know it's going to go to three falls. I did like the twist that, uh, johnny wrestling uses a chair to kind of get you know disqualified in the first fall just to kind of get that second fall and Mm -hmm. i've never seen that in a two out of three falls match so i like that a lot and i did like the fact that it was almost three different matches you had three different kind of uh stipulations in it so that was cool um, it felt a little choreographed at times, but um, yeah. that's very nitpicky. I mean, it, it you mean w-
0: when they when they both like uh, simultaneously jumped off the cage <laughs> yes. to end the match? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, that or like kind of like. One of them's on the. I forget who's like on the on the top rope, about to jump, and like one of them's like about to do a super kick, and they're kind of like feeling each other out. Like, yeah, it's just you know, just just fucking hit each other. You know, it's yeah. But uh, I mean, it was a great match. I love these two. I could watch these guys wrestle every single takeover. Um, You have it in the script. Is Johnny wrestling getting called up to the main roster? And I don't think there's really much for him to do anymore in NXT. But god damn it, with with them going to FS one. Yeah. Just keep them there and just freaking burn it down, man. Just, just, just have, bring some guys. You know, bring Drew McIntyre or who, some of these other guys, Apollo Crews or some whoever else. Oh, you know, just keep them on NXT and just make that a third show. And I don't know, treat Evolve as developmental like we've talked about because I just don't want to see. You know, it's just so perfect the way it is. You know, it's like I don't want to see him become uh, the Viking Raider third member or something shitty on the main roster you know
0: yeah um i uh, i agree I'm, i'm even skeptical about it going to fs1 because i just don't want nxt to change you know what i mean i know things have to you know you have to evolve with the times you have to keep up and you know i know there's a there's competition out there now and things like that that they're really trying to mitigate but at the same time like i don't want the nxt that i know and love and that has given us so many amazing shows and memorable moments and matches and just iconic, iconic moments in wrestling. You know, I don't, I don't think it's overstating it to say that, um, to, to change in any way, you know, because I'm like, I'm like a proponent of, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, like stop yeah. trying, like, don't, don't, don't F up NXT. You know, you guys have, you guys have managed to F up like all these other things, Ross, Smackdown, you've f up pay-per-views and all these things. Um, but, like, leave NXT alone. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously, if, if we're judging by the ovation that he received post-match, uh, this is the end for him, you know, as far as NXT is concerned. But it's it's definitely the end of an era because, I mean, he's been a pillar at NXT for the past four years, you know. And, I mean I, I mean, he's been in every takeover. I'm pretty sure he's been in every takeover since he has been at nxt and he's the first nxt triple crown champ you know which i think is like a huge accomplishment and i don't think a lot of people even talk about it but you know he's a triple crown champ down there i don't know what's next for him i like you i don't want him to get lost in the main shuffle or the, in the shuffle of the main roster but i think smackdown would be a good place for him you know smackdown tends to be a little bit more wrestling centric um versus raw where it's like there's a lot of theatrics and a lot of you know um promos and you know skits and things like that i think smackdown is a little more wrestling centric um but he's got guys like andrade and alistair and ali and finn and you know apollo and the new day and all those guys there that he could really you know you know just go up against and um i think i think that would be the best place for him you know i know everybody wants to everybody wants to be on raw but um i think smackdown would be an amazing show especially with it going to fox
1: I agree. Yeah, yeah, that that's the ideal place for him if he does get called up. Uh Marco says NXT is moving to FS1 soon. Vince McMahon like and Kevin Dunn likely to be more involved. That that can't be, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's probably a dirt sheet rumor, but that's um that's probably that's not good for business for sure. Uh I don't know if Triple H will allow that, but you know, it's to a certain extent it's out of his hands. He's not the owner of the company. Vince is, for but sure. uh Uh, You know, I'm sure Vince is going to want to compete with uh, AEW. I mean, their second show, they got Ty Dillinger versus uh, Dean Ambrose in the Mm -hmm. main event. I mean, that's a that's a main event, main event quality match. Not (laughs) not not main event like the TV show main event.
0: Yeah. Um, No, I got you. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's go over to SummerSlam and what? Well, let's just go Uncle Dave's ratings first on this NXT card because I want to go over just just to let everyone know the main event Cole Gargano got a four star. We talked about Basler versus Mia Yim one star. The Triple Threat for the North American title three point five. That uh, Candice LeRae match four point two five, and the Street wow. Profits undisputed era three point seven five. So forgettable that we didn't even talk about it. Um, it's just it it was a good tag team match. It just wasn't anything. Um, you know, we've seen so many good tag team matches on NXT takeovers and, and th- this one wasn't bad. Uh, I think it really showed. I
0: think it was fun. I, I liked it. I think Dave, I think he was way off base with his picks. I don't know why people even still listen to him. I thought he was way off base. I thought, I thought the tag team match was a lot of fun. I thought it was really good. I thought, I didn't think that Baszler and, and Yim was like a flop like he did. Um, I thought there was some really good storytelling there. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I'm most worried about is I wanna know Marco took down our stats last week as we went through each oh match boy. and picked. So I wanna know who won um as far as who got the most picks correct. So Marco
2: So since we're on just NXT, um you guys are actually tied. Ooh.
0: No. <laughs> way. Yes.
2: So you both so you both got Four out of the five oh, matches. Oh, right? I like that. I like those um,
1: numbers. We should. What we should do? Whoever wins, we'll have. We'll post like a picture. I'm sure you have a thousand titles. I got a couple titles too. So we'll we'll each in, in both of our respective houses. We'll name a title the uh, the Chick Foley Championship or something, and we'll uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> brandish the title. So we're at right now four four and five, four for five. I think we're both doing pretty good. I don't know how SummerSlam. We only had two matches different. So. Uh, This will be interesting. Let's get into the the SummerSlam card Uh, in 30 seconds or less. uh, The pre-show kickoff show, the biggest moment for me, obviously seeing Edge back in the ring, giving a spear to Elias. Yeah. uh, That was pretty cool.
0: That was the, I think that was the highlight of, of the pre-show for sure. I was very shocked to see it on the pre-show. I know there were a lot of people out there hating on it saying like, why did they put this on the pre-show? But like, I've talked about it on here before the pre-show, like there's nothing wrong with being on the pre-show. The pre-show is like, like, that's how you lock people in to like those people who are like, you know, casually like watching. And then they're like, oh shit, maybe I should like edges on the pre-show. What the hell is going to happen? at SummerSlam, right? They're going to stay tuned in, right? It's going ga- to like like hook their interest. Um, and I thought it was awesome. And to me, The Edge looked like he still had it. You know, I know WWE had to medically clear him for him to, like, be able to, you know, do the spear. Um, I don't know what that means for his future. I don't see him, like, coming back and, like, risking his his health and well-being. Um, but you never know. Wrestlers are crazy. Um, but I was so... Like, I thought that was really cool.
1: It was cool. I mean, uh, he was one of my favorites back in the day. He was such a hateable heel. Uh, but it is uh, concerning to see Elias uh, getting buried <laughs> deeper and deeper as we go along here. Jesus Christ, Elias,
0: dude! For Elias to be buried, quote unquote, he gets a lot of freaking TV time. You know what I mean? He, he so, does. He hey, does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I would rather be buried on TV than be buried backstage. Like That's I, I'll true. be. Yeah. You know?
1: Better be that than the EC3, for sure.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, other than that, not too much to talk about from the pre show. Uh, let's get. I don't want to go into each individual match, but I guess we should. Maybe let's just do like two minutes on each match here. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the.
0: So the show kicked off with um, Becky versus Natty, which I thought was a really good a good way to kick off the show. I mean, you know, just get the man out there, get the crowd, get the crowd hype, get everybody. You know, then you got Natty, who's the the hometown the hometown girl. Um, get a nice little pop, get the crowd fired up. I thought this was a really good match. I thought I know you were kind of down on it before it took place. So I'm curious to see like what you thought about it, like after seeing it, you know, and what your what your thoughts are on on Natty post post SummerSlam.
1: Oh, I'm not I'm not changing my thoughts on Natty. I just <laughs> I just don't like her. I don't like I d- I did like the uh the, the sharpshooter, whatever it was uh, on the turnbuckle, like yeah. the, the hanging oh, it move awesome. that was that was that was that was a cool look. But, she has uh,
0: redeemed herself from the double sharpshooter. I yes, like the ri- I yes. like the ring post sharpshooter I do, I, that
1: I do. Uh Becky Lynch's sharpshooter, uh, pretty repug. but um I don't know why these were the only two submission moves they could do. Was were they limited to just these two submission moves?
0: I don't know. I, I was kind of worried. I was kind of worried about that from the beginning when they were like building this match because like literally all Natty talked about was doing the sharpshooter. Like every time she would do a promo, she would say sharpshooter at least five times. And I'm like, okay, Natty, like, you know, like there are other submission moves out there, you know. But I'll be real with you. I thought Natty's disarmor looked better than Becky's oh, yeah, armor. Yeah, yeah. I was sure. like, holy crap, like she looks like she's ripping Becky's arm off, like legit. You know, sometimes Becky just looks like she's kinda like, I don't know, like it's 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 almost like um John Cena's STF, you know, like where he's yeah. like, you're like, dude, like come on, lock it in a little bit, right? Um I thought I thought that hers looked awesome. I was like, "Damn, you know yeah. she should do the disarmer more often." <laughs> she had like that
1: seventy degree angle going. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it <laughs> wasn't it wasn't a bad match. I don't know how I feel about it as as the the first match on the card, um, but uh, you know it was it was good. I think I, th- I feel like Lynch and Seth Rollins have they had every single opening and closing match of of every pay per view this this year. I mean, think about it. I think I feel like the matches the the pay per views that she doesn't start. He's had the first match on. Rest, you know, yeah. we go from WrestleMania. Oh,
0: yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, he opened WrestleMania. I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: they closed uh, Extreme Rules together.
0: Clo- hmm. Hey man, I mean, when you got you got the two biggest draws. I mean, that's how, like I said, you got to hook them and then you got to send them home happy. So, what better way to do that than with uh, the man and then the man's man? Um, yeah. Marco said that they actually promoted that, like as they were promoting this match, it was like being promoted as like the sharpshooter versus the disarmer. Okay. And I and I specifically remember them like saying that, like you know, it's sharpshooter yeah. versus disarmer, um, which, like I said, I mean, yeah. sharpshooter one hundred and twenty five percent better than the yeah. the disarmer any day of the week. But you know, yeah. that's just me being, a, me being a Mark. Um, why learn but... a third
1: move, you know, it's just,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, why I'm not why getting paid
1: any... extra for that.
0: Yeah. Why do anything else? Um, but I mean, yeah, we called it They were, They put each other into the, each other's submissions. The crowd was really into it. Um, you know, I thought, you know, I thought it was really good. Becky obviously retained. We knew I, you know, we knew going into it. Natty wasn't the one to dethrone, uh, dethrone the man but you know we'll talk about who 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 might be the one to dethrone the man a little bit later so as when we get into raw but um overall yep i like this match um i thought it was good i thought i thought it was a good way to kick off the show
1: okay let's go to uh the the squash match goldberg versus ziggler which uh if you're uh yeah, the stopwatch going at home. Uh, it was less, for sure, less than three minutes. I think that was our counter. We we were yeah. both going to over under on that, and I think mm-hmm. I think even like him coming back out and beating the shit out of Ziggler a couple times was over three minutes. But <laughs> yeah, they uh,
0: were even after that. He was still done in less than three minutes.
1: <laughs> I was confused by this ending. Obviously, it was a squash. It was made to look go, made to make Goldberg look good, but. What uh, what was the purpose of this? If I mean, why, why should we ever take Dolph Ziggler seriously? When, when does he ever win? And and I thought you know with 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 Goldberg coming back out and, and him calling Goldberg out, I thought we were going to get Shawn Michaels. But didn't you feel like that was going to happen?
0: Yes, I totally. I actually said that um, during the chat. I was like, oh, here comes here comes HBK. And then nope. Sure enough, you know Gosh. Goldberg's Goldberg's music hit, and then he came back out, and I was like. I, you know, I mean, I guess it was okay. I just didn't understand what the the bigger picture was, and maybe there was no bigger picture. Maybe it was like legit just to make Goldberg look like, you know, a, a force. But at the same time, like I just didn't, um, I didn't understand why Dolph was like, you know, yeah, you're a man. Like you, you can't take me face to face. Marco says the match was one minute and fifty seconds. So yeah, <laughs> it was half the the time of our predicted three minutes. So. Anyway, um, yeah, not much to see there. Goldberg got his his you know shining moment to make up for um, you know super super showdown, and you know that that's really all this was to begin with, honestly.
1: I popped big for the uh, the spear. My wife yelled at me for yelling so loud during dinner because uh, <laughs> that was a fucking spear, man.
0: <laughs> he turned Dolph Ziggler inside out. I mean, it was like insane. Which credit to Dolph? No, that's on Dolph.
1: That's for, yeah, for selling
0: that because that was. Was amazing. I mean, that was just absolutely incredible. So, yeah, that that was pretty freaking mage.
1: I love the articles now coming out that I guess Dolph, just from all the dirt sheets, that Dolph requested his release uh, after SummerSlam and it was denied by Vince McMahon. There's been rumors of him wanting to quit wrestling, you know, for like 10 every years. Year, what, what, every why, year. Why do these always come out? Like, why would he ever quit wrestling? He makes a, a bomb ass paycheck, he goes and does his uh, comedy. Uh, routines, whenever he wants, in different cities, yeah. he's got it made, man.
0: True, but you know what? What one what one person uh, you know finds joy in, another person may not. I mean, we saw that with uh, John Moxley. You know, I mean, John Moxley was making a. A bomb-ass paycheck too he was you know one of the number one superstars in the company and it just wasn't enough for him you know and that's okay if you know everybody wants something different everybody you know what makes one person happy is not going to make the next person happy and what we think should make them happy really doesn't matter um so i mean maybe he does want to leave maybe it's all just bullcrap and maybe he just tried he's just trying to you know um <laughs> pull the wool over our eyes all the time and just kind of like stay, like keep that thought in the back of our mind. Like, Oh, what if Dolph leaves WWE? But I don't, I don't see him leaving anytime soon. Although I do think he would do really, really well somewhere like AEW.
1: Yeah. I don't think he wants to, he's all about that paper. He, He doesn't, he doesn't, he'll lose as much as he wants. I don't, I don't think he cares. I think he's, you know, he's, he knows his role pretty well. Uh, but that's just me on the outside. I don't have any inside information on that. Uh, Ricochet-Styles was a, a good, not great match. I love the ending uh, in a, uh interesting move off the top rope for Ricochet, turning it into a Styles clash, catching him like you know around his neck. Very dangerous, Yeah, but, uh, awesome. I've never seen that before.
0: It was awesome. Yeah, it was like some sort of like Phoenix splash into um, the Styles clash, which was just like I just wasn't expecting that. You know, I mean, I thought maybe he would counter and, like, you know, kick him or something, but I wasn't expecting him to catch Ricochet in midair into the Styles Clash. I thought that was just unbelievable. It was really weird seeing Ricochet wrestle in a shirt and, like, gloves and, like, the full... I mean, I know he was, like, doing his Nightwing gimmick, which is, like, a thing now. Like, I know, like, the wrestlers all seem to want to dress like superheroes or, like, licensed... licensed you know, characters out there and I'm like, stop doing that. We can't make figures of that, you jerks. You know, like how I, I mean, as much as that the match with Nikki Cross and Alexa was just absolutely horrible, like I would totally buy an Alexa Bliss and Buzz Lightyear gear. But oh, that's yeah. never gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, same with this Nightwing gear. Like this is never this is never gonna happen. Um, but it was really cool to see him like wrestling in something in something different. But I bet he was sweating his freaking balls off.
1: Yeah, I, I accidentally called it uh, the Black Panther outfit, and I got the, roasted. The, the nerdy, not even roasted, just the nerdiest of nerd tweets about something called Dark Nightwing, whatever the fuck Nightwing is. He's think, like
0: some he's like some iteration of Robin, I believe. I, yeah, I think it's from the Lord of God? the
1: Rings uh, or Battlestar Galactia, one of the two. Oh my! Yeah, think, yeah. He's people from are
0: people are so triggered right now. <laughs> I know, like, no, he's not. Like, no. oh. You just you just made yeah you just made like you know seventy five people's head like explode, um, by saying that. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I thought the match was really good. I liked you know the OC kind of attacking Ricochet after just to kind of like put the the nail in the coffin. Like yeah, like we are fucking heels, you know, and this is what we're here to do. We're here to dominate, and we don't give a crap about anybody. Yeah. I thought I thought it was really good. Um, let's see. Uh, Our next, Oh, what about the freaking street profits? Like the little segment with the street profits other than Ric Flair coming out. I thought that segment was absolutely amazing. The street profits, um, Dawkins, like he starts like hitting on Nikki. (laughs) He's like, like, hit me up on Instagram. You know, my, my at, and you know, Montez Ford is like, no, 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 no. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking my shot, man. Um, they're just incredible. Like I, I just look forward to seeing them every week. And then like, Thankfully, they haven't done anything stupid with them to make them like you know us dislike them. But yeah, I love 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 seeing the street profits. Um, Marco says, "What about Ricochet walking on Gallows and Anderson doing the Hurricane Rana on AJ?" Um, that like there was a lot of things happening in that match. I don't remember that specific spot. Maybe I'm like losing yeah, my mind. I don't,
1: I don't remember either. Marco's gonna Marco chime in on this. You can talk, man. I don't I don't I don't remember this either.
2: Yeah, there were uh, it was a. Uh, Gallows and Anderson. They were standing. They were outside of the ring, uh-huh. and with AJ and um, Ricochet was on the apron, and he walked on their shoulders. Like he kind of like used them as steps to get to AJ, and he hit a hurricane run on AJ oh, Styles. Oh, that's nice. I oh wow, that.
0: yeah. I don't know how I missed that either. That sounds like a freaking phenomenal spot. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will have to go back and, and find find. Yeah, I did. I did not see that.
1: Yeah, I didn't see the good call. Good call, Marco. Yeah, I mean, Ricochet is always good for that, man. I hope he doesn't get labeled into that uh, kind of just flipsy do guy because he, you know, I think he has some serious potential. But uh, uh, on to the next match. Uh, we have Bailey versus Ember Moon. Uh, meh. Meh. Yeah,
0: yeah it just. I- I think, I think this match, more than anything, um, like I said, this match had the potential to be the dark horse match. Um, it didn't deliver. I think, one, it suffered from placement on the card. You just came off of that hot-ass, um, you know, AJ Styles versus Ricochet match, which is just, you know, high-flying, hard-hitting, amazing, amazing match by both men. Um, and then you got Ember Moon versus Bailey, like, bringing everybody back down. Um, and I just thought, one, this, this match— um, suffered from a lack of build and interest. It was just kind of like, like we talked about previously. You know, Bailey just choosing her opponent versus like there being any sort of build at all, like any sort of tournament or contenders match or anything like that for Ember to actually earn her spot. Um, I thought just kind of like gave this gave this match like kind of like a wet blanket over top of it. You know what I mean? Um, and what I will wet say, blanket?
1: wet blanket or
0: or it was kind of a wet fart. <laughs> I, um, Marco,
1: I need you to s- define me a YouTube "what fart" clip, please, or some, oh my some God. kind of soundbite. We,
0: we can't be farting in the ears of our of our listeners. Um, but I, um, she did the Bailey to belly. Always mess it up Bailey to belly off the uh, off the top rope, and I mean Ember Moon just straight like made her look like a superhero. Like Ember Moon, like flew for her and um, made that Bailey to belly look like so damning. Um, I thought it was, you know, I thought that was really awesome by Ember. but yeah, overall this match was just, um, <laughs> was it you or was that? Yep. Wow. That yep. was nice.
1: That was good. Wow.
0: Hey, listen, I have, I have a lot of practice. I've been doing <laughs> fart noises since probably like, uh, 1990.
1: Oh, um, wow. OG fart noise maker.
0: Oh, OG. Oh, oh, <laughs> I grew up as a Nickelodeon kid, so I'm all oh, about, that was the know... go-to
1: joke, man. Nickelodeon. Yeah. I mean, you just, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Ren and Stimpy, all all the things. <laughs> um, next we have Trish and Charlotte. I thought this match, um, I thought it was good, especially considering you know the the age difference and the ring rust and all of those things. I thought, I thought it was good. It was a little bit long. Uh, what was it like the second longest uh, match on the card or something? And I didn't feel like it needed to be that long. Um, but overall, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't think Trish looked bad or anything.
1: Yeah, me and Marco talked, but we, we, what we want to talk about is some cakes, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean tr, tr, Trish Stratus at, at whatever age she is. I mean, god damn. I mean, she looks amazing. I don't care. I mean, this was a great match. She looked good, and this is her swan song. This is her final match. She yeah. says, uh, and if yeah. it was, I mean, it was great. It was, you know, this is what you need to do when you bring back a veteran like this that she can still go. It was a good match, and, and even to the to the end, I didn't know who was going to win. Uh, She put Charlotte Flair over, but uh, man, Trish looked good.
0: She did look good. Whenever um, that, yeah, that interview segment um, between—I can't remember—it was like between Becky uh, Becky's match and Goldberg's match, um, and I can't remember who was interviewing her. But like, they like literally like when Trish walked into the shot, like all you saw was her puppies, and I was like, holy (laughs) moly! I was like, Trish is like. You know milf, milf goals. You know what I mean. Um, if she's like supposed to be playing this like demure, like oh I'm a mom, I can't rock it anymore. I'm like she's not doing a very good job. Like this is not a very good cover up, Trish. You know, like you, you still got it. So, um, I yeah, I thought it. I thought overall it was really good. Charlotte, I mean, unsurprisingly, went over. Um, and I thought it was a great way to to send Trish off. And I thought it was very very fitting you know like kind of just like you know like she said she's the queen of queens just kind of passing passing the torch officially to to charlotte i thought it was a really a really cool moment
1: i did like that as well it was a really good match uh i don't know if you skipped uh owen shane or if it's it's further down your docket there but i think that was before that i missed the owen shane match that's what i was pulling putting uh uh kevin nash jr to sleep and uh yeah. so so tell me if i should go back and watch this match because it doesn't seem like it was uh, reviewed very well
0: um it was all right I mean it was nothing it it didn't live up to the hype I don't think I don't think it lived up to you know what everybody thought it didn't live up to the build I guess I should say because there was there was a lot of really great build for this match I mean KO was just incredible um working up to this and you know he had Elias as the special guest enforcer um you know I, I don't. Th- I mean, Owens. Owens went over. It was a great match. If you have time to go back and watch it, cool. If not, just catch the highlights. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see where Owens, where Owens goes from here. But um, I thought it was really good. I thought the I thought the coolest moment um, before that was actually uh, Brett and Seth had a little moment backstage, um, and it was like it was a brief moment but it was still a moment like they were on screen together and, you know, Brett, like, you know, gave, gave Seth the rub. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is good. This is a good sign. (laughs) You know, like they're, they're in Canada. Brett just gave Seth the rub. Like, this is awesome. You know? And I saw a lot of people saying, you know, uh, I can't believe Seth would even, um, want him to do that segment with him after all the shit that Brett talked about him. But Brett, like, honestly, um, I mean, he liked, like, this was like, I can't even remember, like, a couple years ago, I think, um, Brett already came out and said, like, he was in a really bad place when he was saying all that. It's when Brett had his podcast, remember? Um, And he kind of, like... Brett Hart had a podcast? Yeah, for a brief, for a brief moment.
1: Oh, God, it had to be boring.
0: (laughs) I mean, it wasn't the best. (laughs) I mean, you know me. I'll put Brett Hart over any day of the week. Um, It wasn't the best. But um, I think it was, like, called Sharpshooter Radio or something like that. Um, But... (sighs) Anyway, he was he was talking about Seth and it was right after Seth had um you know injured Sting and he was talking about how Seth was an unsafe worker and like how Seth had broke John Cena's nose and he was just kind of like you know Brett gets really hung up on those type of things and gets kind of like Not nasty, but just kind of like, he's very vocal about how he feels about those types of things. So he kind of said some things about Seth Rollins. um, And then everybody like blew it out of proportion. And then, you know, he came out and apologized to, you know, Seth and everybody that he was kind of talking about during that time. He was like, I was just kind of feeling a little bitter. You know, um. So like they're they're totally cool. So that moment to me was like really really super awesome, and I didn't feel like there was any like weird animosity hanging over. So if you thought there was, there wasn't.
1: Okay, I had a couple gripes that I, I wanted to start start the SummerSlam recap with, but I didn't get to. But uh, my my WWE network was was awful. I ke- it kept buffering, uh, all like. Every every thirty seconds, I don't know. I I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining about this, and what it would mm-hmm. do, it would buffer, and then it would speed. It wouldn't just like start where it stopped. It would speed up, um, you know, to get to be live, I guess. So I would miss like I miss the end of like three matches. Of course, you know, they always show replays and stuff, but I miss the pinfall of like two or three matches. I mean, literally every two minutes, it would it would buffer for thirty seconds, and then it would like speed up to catch up. And, oh uh, really? Yeah, mine wasn't
0: mine wasn't that bad. I, I did have some lag, and I went on Instagram and asked people to, in a poll, um, and I think about eighty six percent of the people that responded to the poll said that they were having some network issues. Well, but mine wasn't. Yeah, excuse me, mine wasn't that bad. I mean, this is the first big show that they've had since since all the updates and everything, so I expected there to be a little bit. Um, but mine cleared up, and you know the whole the whole second half of the show. I mean actually it wasn't even the second half. Like, you know, from early on in the show, I didn't have any issues going forward. So, um that sucks that yours was kind of all over the place.
1: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too fun. And I I also on Twitter, I tried to watch the WWE watch along. Mhm. God damn, this was I mean, when I tell you it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. You need to, you need to try. There, there, we should do a challenge where people try to watch this as long as they can without turning it off. Wait. It, so
0: what? What is it now?
1: It's so so. College football does this really well during the championship game. They'll have like four or five guys sitting. You know, on ESPN two, they'll do this instead of ESPN one. They'll show the game. ESPN two, they'll show the game in the corner, and then they'll have like. Four or five, like former players or coaches, sitting okay. around on couches, okay. kind of like yeah. critiquing the game as it's happening. So this yeah. is—I took a picture of this. In one picture, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people on the fucking couch. Okay, and this is like like Otis, Otis, and uh, Tucker are here. Sonia and Mandy are here. Santina Morella, Jimmy Corderos, a former referee, uh, Pat Pat McAfee. Johnny Gargano and two people I'd had no idea who the who they were at all. I've never seen them before in my life. Mm-hmm. M- like, must have been local Canadian. Like, did you, know, you say? Did you say
0: Riddle?
1: Riddle Riddle was in and out too. He was there for, at some point. Okay, telling some funny some, stories. I
0: saw some clips on Instagram of Matt Riddle on a couch, like watching um, yeah. SummerSlam. So I'm I'm assuming that's the same. That's what it was.
1: He was funny, but I'm telling you, man, this was so. Ba- this could be cool. Like if you had. Like Peter, I know people don't love Peter Rosenberg, but you need someone like a, like you need a host of this. And then I sy- love Peter. Sy- I love him too. I think he's great, yeah. and he's super knowledgeable. Like some of, Mandy Rose is a, a pretty good wrestler. I don't dislike her, but she doesn't know shit about wrestling. They were sitting here talking about like coffee and donuts. Like I had to turn it off. Like I would say I watched it for 30 seconds and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, They, they don't even show the match. They don't even, they're, they're not even reacting to anything half the time. They're just chit chatting. And it's literally 10 people in like chairs and a couch just talking. And uh, but you just need like you could do this really well. You could have you could have Peter Rosenberg sitting there, and and someone from the match that just happened coming in and talking, and like yeah. the Miz or somebody that isn't on the card or a former wrestler do like one former wrestler, one current wrestler. I mean, it's it's not hard. I would I would watch it. But you gotta show. You need Brian,
0: you need Brian Dipperstein. You, do you know who <laughs> yeah. Brian Dipperstein is? Yeah, I yeah. absolutely love him. Um, I I discovered Brian Dipperstein obviously through listening, like my years of listening to the Heat podcast. Um, but since then, he's been on the Mask Man show and like several different um, other shows that I've listened to, and he is just like my favorite because he's like, first of all, he's like kayfabe only. Um, second of all, like his his opinions, I just I just think he's everything about him just cracks me up in the way yeah. that he expresses his opinions and the way that he. He rebuttals other people's opinions I just think it's like the best thing ever so yeah like I, I I would love to see people like that on on the couch like watching watching wrestling um and even you know shoemaker it's shoemaker yeah. To like, yeah, get, I want to watch. Get al- like, I want to watch yeah. along with those guys, you know, like the guys who like I love listening to every week. I would love to see them like watching a show live. Obviously, they're probably sitting there, like you know, taking it all in and taking notes because they have like to record a show um, in a couple of days. But at the same time, I would love to see them like doing doing something like that. Marco concurs. Marco said it was super awful. Yeah, so I'm, I, I, I,
1: I, I urge everyone listening to try and watch this. I don't know if they do it for every pay per view or just the big ones, but I, I just sent a picture. Picture to you guys in in the uh in the chat uh our three-way chat on uh, instagram but man it was I, I i could not get through it it was and they were all in character like current wrestlers in character like like this is not what this is for this should be like what, yeah. what people are watching to kind of like get a critique from like imagine if the fucking undertaker was there like just like watching the match like watching the seth rollins match or something like or or hbk like that would be awesome like yeah what, I just
0: what? I would love to see just fans. Like there's a show on Bravo called The People's Couch and it's just like fans of Bravo who like watch Bravo shows and like give their input and like their reactions and like it's kind of like a live reaction and like I said like they they give their opinions on stuff and it is hilarious. I love to watch that show. So just having like people who are like like mega fans of wrestling or people who are like, you know, bloggers or, you know, work for sports websites or have podcasts or whatever, people who just like love the product as like a fan, I think it would be like a much better experience than people who are like in the business. You know, I think they're they yeah, yeah. you they they look at wrestling totally different than we look at wrestling, right? Like I don't know what it's like to be um the Miz in you know seeing everything backstage and like knowing what all what all the magic is back there right um it's like like when you see mickey mouse in the tunnel underneath disney world with his head off like it kind of ruins the magic for you right like you're not going to view it through the same lens as someone like myself who's never been in a wrestling ring or never been backstage at a wrestling show or any of those things so i think having fans do it would be the best would be the best way
1: I would be 100% be down for that. Yeah, for for sure. I think that would be entertaining. Um, Yeah, so uh, that was a little aside there. Let's get back to the matches. Uh, We talked about the KO Shane McMahon match. Next up on the card, uh, we talked about Flair and Stratus. Kingston versus Orton for the uh, WWE Championship um,
0: yeah, this match was probably my my uh, most disappointing match of the night. Not because of the in ring action didn't um, pay off. I thought I thought they had a really good um, I thought they had a really good in ring chemistry, and I thought that they they did they had a really good match. But it was a really long match, first of all, um, which was I would be okay with if there was some sort of payoff. But there was no payoff at the end of this match. And it was just... I like I mean, you heard the crowd. The crowd literally chanted bullshit at the end of this match. And it just... It didn't deliver. And it didn't um translate. I think uh, I was listening to something a little bit earlier in the week. And it was talking about how people in the audience... They couldn't see Randy Orton staring down Kofi's family in the audience. You know what I mean? Like, that didn't translate well for the live crowd. So they didn't even know they were like that when they got the count out they were like what like what just happened like why why did they just count these guys out like why did Randy not get Kofi back in the ring you know they didn't realize that he was supposed to be quote-unquote distracted or like trying to like showboat in front of Kofi's family so they're just like well we just watched all of that for nothing you know there was no payoff so to me like that kind of just like ruined the match and I feel like They had such a good build to this match. And, like, they had such a good story. Like I talked about before, this is one of my favorite storylines kind of going into this. Because it is a shoot storyline that, like, actually played out in kayfabe, right? And it's really awesome. Um, But I feel like now they, like, kind of saw, like, oh, there's a spark there. And they're going to, like, drag it out and make it, like just unbearable right like now they're going to just keep on going to this kofi and randy orton well and that's not what i wanted to see i wanted to see a definitive win one way or the other whether orton went home with the championship or not like it didn't matter but i wanted to see something something happen
1: yeah i agree this was just a, a, dud, a dud match and it was you could tell it was just they're going to build this to two or three pay-per-views they're going to they're going to wrestle at uh hell in the cell they'll probably do something at survivor series so uh, we will see what happens there. I'm sure they're going to definitely do a rematch at Clash of the Champions, uh, or mm-hmm. Clash of Champions, whatever it's called. Uh, Balor versus Fiend. Now, we can spend quite a bit of time on this match, so, so se- settle in here. Um we,
0: yeah, we, I want we, I want Marco to chime in on this one too because I'm pretty sure Marco has some has some opinions and some thoughts on on this match too. But yeah, go ahead, uh, Phil. I think this is I, I I'm excited to talk about this.
1: Yeah, I'll go quick. I don't, I don't think you know we we criticize things here on the show, uh, but I don't think there's anything here I would criticize. I think uh, this this was done so well, and um, props to to, to to Bray Wyatt for. You know his character sucked. It, it was it was it was boring. It was stupid. He would just come out and and say a bunch of gibberish and get beat every single pay per view. And was probably going to end up being you know uh, uh, a middle card jower for his entire career. And he invented this character who it could be like the next Undertaker equivalent or some. You know I mean th- this this you could go so many directions with this and it hasn't been done you know like this ever. So without getting into detail about the entrance and all that kind of stuff, I'll let you get into it. I think this was done so well, and I and I just love, and I'm excited about the future of this character.
0: Okay. I totally 100% feel everything that you're saying, and I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, but just to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, um, just to like not put The Fiend all the way over, I think... Um, like you kind of mentioned alluded to him being like the next undertaker. And I, 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 I mean, I know, and I know what you mean. I know you don't mean like literally like he could be the next undertaker. Right. Um, uh, but I feel like I, what I'm worried about, this was awesome. Everything about this was awesome. I loved like, the whole thing start to finish. Um, you know, and that's that's really hard for me to say because I was so worried about, like, WWE, like, screwing this whole thing up. And they just delivered in a way that I wasn't even prepared for. So, um, I thought it was great. But I think the lo- I'm worried about the longevity for this character because, one, I think... You know, I, I mean, I heard so many marks like overblowing it, saying, like, this is the best thing I've seen in wrestling in twenty years, and like everybody's just like, everybody is so high on this right now. And I feel like wWE is going to take that as like, okay, let's give them more of this, right? And this is really a character that like can can be overexposed in a in an instant, right? Um, and then the moment, like it's going to be one of those things, like they're going to have him eventually like feud with Roman Reigns. And what's what's going to happen to the Fiend when like Roman Reigns like clowns him and says like on a on a random episode of Monday Night Raw, oh, you know you're just Bray Wyatt, you know, in a psycho clown mask. You know what I mean? Like uh, like and he kind of just like takes a jab at the Fiend in that way. And I feel like once that happens, like. The fiend is never going to be the same. So keep him off TV. Like make this special. Like if you really want to capitalize on this, you will like make it like sacred, right? Like we're yeah. only going to see this the fiend. We're not even going to see him at every pay per view. We're only going to see him at, like a few times a year. Um, and then, like I said, I mean, if they if they need to use Bray Wyatt, like maybe use him as the as the Mister Rogers character. But um, I want to get into like the whole like the the entrance and like the nitty gritty of like how this all unfolded. So he came out, um, you know, Finn came out first, obviously not, not demon Finn, just regular old, regular old Finn um, came out and then the lights went down and then, you know, the, the let him in came on the, the Titan Tron and freaking when, when the music started, it was like a remix of Bray's original song, but it was like, like metal, you know, and it yeah. was just, it was so good, you know, and like the chanting, like the harm, heal, like it gave like this really like, you know, intense beat and feel to the music, and he's carrying one, he just looks like scary as hell. Two, he's carrying a lantern of Bray Wyatt's head, which is very symbolic, right? It's very symbolic of like his transformation and where he's come from and all of that. Um, And it's like he's got the lantern in the mouth with the eyes sewed shut. It's very leather face. It's very like Jeepers Creepers. Um, I loved everything about it. And then, you know, he gets to the ring and you can tell just his mannerisms and everything were just so on point. I loved his character work. Just kind of like kind of it looked like he was fighting like this internal battle amongst himself. Like, you know, not wanting to be the fiend, but like here he is, the fiend. He's like been unleashed. Like, what did you think about the entrance?
1: entrance was perfect i love the the slight change of the song you know I, it took me until you know halfway through his entrance to realize it was the same entrance music just with a you know a totally different rift and totally different singer doing it but um i know i think yeah i loved how he was fighting like kind of like the bob Backlund thing like looking at his hands like you know just yeah. you just like not knowing what he was doing but i, I wish they would kind of play to that a little bit and have have bray we've talked about this on the show almost every single week i think like a broken record have next week on raw have bray just as himself on, on raw and like no, like mm-hmm. nothing happened like he doesn't even know the fiend exists you know like right um uh so so, so you can then then you don't have to have the fiend on on tv on pay-per-views and stuff and you can you can do things with him backstage without him having in the ring uh we'll get to raw a little bit later in the show but yeah i think it was done well i think he he mixed in a couple things from the old bray repertoire i know our good our buddy big mouth aj was unhappy with that and i kind of agree with him just the the bending over in the corner i think you should do do away with anything that was the old bray just this is a whole different thing don't don't do the the backwards over the back look from the the turnbuckle and uh, and all that kind of stuff the move the move is is kind of similar uh, but i like the addition of the man of a claw as a finisher but uh you know everything about this was was great i think it has staying power i i disagree with you i think they're going to they're going to i mean hopefully they're going to tweak it and you know w- when when the undertaker came out back in 91 or 92 as a, a dead guy uh who who thought he'd be wrestling 30 years later uh, whatever you know in 2019 but uh he still is. So I mean I think think you're going to have to change this as as time goes along. Uh you're not going to get into promo, so bat- we're gonna, promo battles promo battles get... with him, you know. <laughs> like like you said you can't do a promo battle with Roman and and The Fiend. It's going to have to be Roman and Bray Wyatt. It's going to have to be a, a double personality type of thing.
0: So we're going to get like uh Ministry Fiend and like American Badass Fiend and all all of those things. Yeah, uh, doink, doink,
1: fiend, doink Fiend, Doink <laughs> Fiend uh yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: you know, I you know, I thought his in-ring work like I saw AJ's comments in our Discord chat, you know, saying that um, you know, he didn't like the that he was using all that stuff. And I mean, I get it. Like I get what you're saying. But I mean, part of him is still in there, right? Like I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, he's 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 openly mentioned his past and part of him is still in there. But I thought his moves and his his whole demeanor in the ring was completely different. I thought I mean, he was violent and he was like I mean, he was, like, a horror movie character. Like, when you see a horror movie character get their hands on someone and, like, they're viciously, like, beating them down, like, that's what it was. He was, like, grunting and, like, groaning in the ring. Um, and, like you said, with the... I don't know. Like, they, he kind of um, called it the Sister Abigail. He's like, oh, he's, he's you know, got... Um, touching on shades of the the old Bray Wyatt you know uh with Sister Abigail and I'm like well I mean is it still Sister Abigail that he's not Bray Wyatt is that still his finishing move or is it the mandible claw his finishing move so I was a little unclear you know like what was what was going to be what but I like him using like this like death grip mandible claw as like his uh as his finisher because it's like I said it's very violent I feel like it's more violent than Mick Foley's uh mandible claw
1: yeah and props to him for for not missing a beat with that mask on wrestling in it the first time i mean he you know i didn't see any botches or any kind of like you know miscommunications i mean he he it seemed like he's been wrestling in that mask for for years so uh yeah that, can, that can't be easy and with the contacts and all that kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. definitely it's definitely uh a good look i loved it marco let me let's get your thoughts on this whole thing
2: um, he has took the words out of my mouth when, with
1: all that stuff he was yeah, saying. We, we talked for ten minutes. There's, <laughs> um, there's not much left for you to say, sorry.
2: Um, yeah, but no, um he uh I thought it was I thought the obviously the entrance was amazing. Um as he talked about his uh, mannerisms, Uh there was actually an article um with Jason Baker. He's a he's a part of the special effects team that created the the mask and the you know, the Firefly funhouse and Although, and he directed most of those. Mm-hmm. And he actually talked about how, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt is like a really great, like, character actor. Like, he can, he, he and you can actually tell when he's doing the Firefly Funhouse um, skits and, and his in ring work and how he was on Sunday, just his mannerisms and how he moves. And like, he really gets into the character. He's almost mm-hmm. like a, he, they describe him as kind of like a method actor when it comes yeah. to that. So, um, um, the other thing is, I think they're going to protect that character. I don't think you'll see an oversaturation of the Fiend. I think you'll see more of the Firefly Funhouse than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe he has more control over that character than most, you know, uh, I should say athletes in WWE. Like a lot of them don't have like Dean Ambrose had that issue where he didn't really have control over his character and he didn't have direction where Bray Wyatt, this is his character and this is what he's doing So I I don't think you'll see it get oversaturated in in that in that sense at all. Um the other yeah. thing I wanted to, I forget, I was going to bring something else up, but I totally forgot. We, you can talk. I'll try to remember.
0: Uh, I was going to say, I hope i hope not. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope this is, like, a total reinvigoration of, you know, Bray Wyatt, and I i hope that it, like, I mean, I hope that he sees some, like, hardcore success out of it, you know, because, I mean, like you said, I mean, every time we thought Bray was, like, on the cusp of, like, a big push, or, like, grabbing the brass ring, or winning, winning a championship, um, it's just kind of like all fallen flat and i hope that this 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 can really turn that around and give him you know give him the the light that he deserves because he is an amazing uh i mean he's an amazing promo i mean there's no doubt i mean they just i mean they literally like let him talk himself to death you know so like yeah. they, they they know what his strengths are um but yeah i i hope you're i hope you're right i hope this thing i hope this thing goes on i mean people people love it and people are gravitating to it and you know it is um it is taking that step to like a more adult programming i mean because like that's a scary like that is not a kid's character at all you know so they are kind of like stepping up and kind of like taking it to a more adult place with their with their programming and with their characters
2: oh i actually remembered uh, real quick so They, a lot of, there's a lot of conspiracy people out there. I'm one of them. Um, (laughs) They, um, so, back when he was Bray Wyatt um, in NXT and transitioning, they used to, they did this series on the, I think it was on WWE.com. It was Superstar Ghost Stories. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that at all? No. So they would have, like, a superstar talk about, like, you know, supernatural things that would happen to them. He did one. And he, it's, when you watch it, it seems like, Back then, he laid out the character for the fiend, and that oh, was really uh, maybe 2012. I do have to look it up, but oh, it was wow. it was a while back when he was doing the Bray Wyatt character. And like, basically, it was a story where him and his brothers, meaning you know the other Luke Harper and um and um, Rowan Rowan, Rowan. Uh, they're they're in the you know they're they're in the woods when they're younger, and there's sister Abigail told him a story about this this like creature in the woods, this very tall creature with long um, rope. Be hair and and all this stuff and like don't no ever come in contact with it. So he didn't believe it obviously. And the story goes he comes in contact with it and she, he runs back to Sister Aggie and he's like, you know, I'm sorry, I, I should have believed you. Blah blah. blah. And she goes, she goes, oh that that's fine because basically that's you were looking at yourself. It was you. It was you all along. That type. Uh... So, like, so he's always had this like demon inside him festering and and getting ready to come. And he and it he if you. Listen to all his promos and things like that because I went back and listened to a lot of them. He does kind of hint on something inside, like hurt, like the hurt and the heal and and love yeah. and all this stuff. He start. He's kind of like I'm not sure if he's that intricate back then, but it seems like he was really planning this character out for for a long time now. He
0: was. He was trying to. He was in toward it like he was like okay ropey hair i need to give myself dreads. that's going to be the first the first move and then we'll see what we can take from there oh i'm gonna wear i'm gonna wear a leather face apron and then we're (laughs) gonna see you know take it to the next level um so yeah i can totally see that that's pretty rad um but i i do not put that past bray wyatt at all because every interview i've ever you know seen with him um he's a very intelligent you know, he's very, I mean, like, he, he, you can tell, like, he thinks about everything that he does. Um, So I have no doubt that this is something that didn't just, like, spur of the moment. Like, okay, hey, let's just pull it out of, you know, as Conrad would say, the box of gimmicks. Um, You know, like, he, this is something that he developed and something that he's thought about and something that he's, like, you know, tried to, you know, live. Like you said, like a character actor. He's really tried to live like this character. So uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm very, I'm very... I'm hopefully skeptical, you know, like I hope for the best, but I prepare for the worst so that that way I don't get my, my heart broken. If they just like turn this thing into, you know, like a a freaking comedy act, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean we've seen them do worse uh, in the past, so let's let's not get our hopes up too high. But I think yeah. this this has potential. I mean they, and you know, we'll we'll get to RAW in a second and what they did with them there. So at uh, the very
0: least, we're going to get a badass action figure. So oh,
1: man, and, and the let's, addition to WWE 2K20 with, uh, with the with the with yeah. the pre-sale, that's that's an awesome. That's going to make me want to pre-buy that that game.
0: See, that's why you pre-order. <laughs> that's exactly oh, yeah. why. You- you don't order. pre-order
1: figs, but you pre-order video games though.
0: So. You damn right. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so um let's see. Let's get on to the main event. Seth freaking Rollins takes on the beast. Um, and to me this was match of the night. What what say you, Phil?
1: Oh, without a question. I mean, this was this was the match we wanted to see. We wanted to see Lesnar go longer. We wanted to see an actual match between these two. And the crowd was not behind Rollins when they, when he came out. I mean, no. they, were, they were down. Yeah, but uh, yeah. he he bought him over, man. And there was there were some great sequences, great back and forth in this match. I love seeing the uh, the curb stomp turning into the F five. I mean, that that can't be easy to do. Catching no. a guy in midair and putting him on your back like that. I mean, oh When no. when when, uh, when Brock wants to, he has some 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 banger matches, and uh, I I loved the uh, the diving. What's that, what's that move called? The the dive to the outside that pe- everyone does. Uh, well, I can't even think of the name of it. The suicide, suicide dive? dive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and just Seth just doing it like three times in a row. There There's a lot of oh. cool spots in this move, this
0: match. Yeah, for sure. I was like, when when Seth went for that third suicide dive, though, I'm not going to lie, I was like, no, <laughs> don't do it. I mean, I could like telegraph, I could see exactly how that was going. And let me just say, whenever Brock catches you in an, in an F5, like, position you know like after he was you you just don't know like like that could be the end of the match at any moment right when he has you in that racked position um I'm you just got to think like, okay, well, this is the end. This is it, you know? Um, so it's pretty devastating when, you know, he tries to go for a curb stomp or, you know, suicide dive or whatever, and then he gets caught by Brock. You're like, oh, shit, you know? Um, but, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I mean, the early curb stomp um, and then the the near fall, I was like holding my breath, and then obviously Brock kicked out. Um, but I thought this was awesome. I know people, people like to hate on Brock, but, dude, Brock... I mean, he's the man. I mean, he puts people over. He sells for people. Like he just—he makes everybody that he fights look like a freaking badass. You know? I mean, look what he did for Daniel Bryan. You know? I mean, he just—he is just—that's why he's a freaking main eventer. You know? That's why they put the universal title on him and like let him just do whatever the hell he wants with it. Um, and I, I mean, I love this match. I'm so happy with the outcome, obviously, but just like Seth getting a clean win over Brock first and just having a definitive moment like you know yes I deserve to be the universal champion you know I thought it was I thought it was great um and then he I mean god Seth Rollins for the love of god I don't know if you guys watched that NXT um the NXT takeover like the pre-show like they were showing the build up to the Gargano Cole match and at one point Gargano was talking to to Seth and he was like you know well you got Brock coming up on Sunday you know he's like it's it's he's like basically that's like a that's a street fight in and of itself without the actual stipulation and i mean this is exactly what it was i mean when when brock drove Seth into that ring post i was oh, like man. he just I'm like, he just killed him. You know, like he yeah. he literally just killed Seth Rollins. Um, something that I told Heel husband, though. I was like, if your ribs were like basically like mashed potatoes, um, why would you do a frog splash off of the top rope <laughs> onto the yeah. freaking announcement? That makes much sense. That's gotta be like the worst possible move, you know. I mean, he did he did an elbow to Brock. The last time I was like, I mean, even an elbow would have been better than just like a straight frog splash right to the chest, you know. Um, But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. We obviously get to suspend our suspend our disbelief and just think that Rollins is just he was just that in the moment and the adrenaline just carried him through. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I thought I mean, I I thought it was amazing. I, I loved it. And I'm so happy that we have a new universal champion.
1: What do you think the reason was for taking the title off him just to give it back to him? Do you think it was just to kind of do a, a, a quick reboot? Reset.
0: Yeah. Like, like I said, I think I mentioned this. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. Um, His his title run after Mania has just not been great. I mean, there's just been a lot of just, you know, I mean, he was tied with uh, Baron Corbin. Then he got kind of tied up in the the whole Becky relationship angle and then the Lacey, the Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin thing. And it just, it just never felt... Like, he didn't have that same momentum that he had after WrestleMania 31. You know, like that whole, like his whole champion, his whole initial championship run. Um, and then obviously once he, you know, won his second his second title, um, that was short-lived because Dean Ambrose made sure to take care of that at Money yeah. in the Bank. But, um, you know, I think this is really going to give him an opportunity to reboot. And I hope with the new direction of Raw and SmackDown and with, you know, paul Heyman and all of that i hope that they really do capitalize on him and just i mean this is going to be different because this is going to be a babyface um a babyface championship run versus his heel run um after after 31 but you know i mean if anybody can do it rollins can do it i mean he's literally carried monday night raw on his back for like the last freaking two years (laughs)
1: For sure. Yeah, it was it was a great match. It was a cool, it was definitely a match of the night, maybe a match of the weekend, uh rivaling the the takeover main event. Uh okay. I mean, it was it was a good SummerSlam. I don't think it was, you know, an all-timer or anything, but I think it was, you know, it was what we expected <laughs> to. I want I want to hear the uh the matchup uh tallies. I know there was two matches that we had different. Uh-huh. Uh, I know I got one of them wrong. Uh so I want to hear what happened with the other match, Marco.
0: All right, Marco, just tell me that I won.
2: Um so it looks like so ten matches in okay. total. Alright. Uh this is kinda hard to say. Oh but, no um, Someone went ten for ten and someone <sighs> got eight. Okay. Take it. I will I will say it was between the uh Bailey match and the Charlotte Flair match. Oh, those oh. are the two matches where you guys split. And you didn't pick um, a same competitor. So Wait, dude, I your...
1: picked I picked Ricochet to win though. Um, he didn't uh, say Ricochet.
0: No,
2: you didn't say Ricochet. He said. <laughs> Yeah, no, you didn't say
1: Ricochet. No, I didn't say Ricochet would win, but ne- but by like nefarious means, not like win the title. I thought I did.
2: Oh yeah, no, you guys both you you said that, but then you both went with AJ. Oh, uh, okay,
1: okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah so you said yeah. you,
2: you think he was gonna win, but it would have been like by disqualification. Okay. Right. So, okay. If gotcha. that was if that was a case, but yeah. Okay. You both technically picked AJ as a winner that he was leaving with the the, with title. the title. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Oh, you're going by that way. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So Sheena was perfect on Summerslam. Wow.
2: No, um, no, actually, it was you that you were the perfect. Oh no! Oh my God! Are you serious? Perfect ten. He was the Ty Dillinger of Um, SummerSlam. So, so (laughs) what happened? Did I get wrong? So you, so I think you guys just like on the on those matches, you just picked like a like a winner. So Phil picked Bailey to win. You picked Ember Moon just because you wanted to see her win. Yeah. The tiny rookie win. Um the Charlotte Flair match against Trish Stratus. What? Sheena picked Trish Stratus? You were no, one wrestling? Yeah, she picked Trish.
1: Oh my gosh. Sheena. And then
2: you picked Charlotte.
1: Oh, the yeah. inaugural Chick Foley title pitch. does not go to Chick Foley. No. It's a swerve. Oh. It, it goes to Hangman. Oh, it goes to the Hangman. No.
0: <laughs> Marco is Florida. Marco does like I want to recount.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, he's the MVP. I am,
0: I am. I am going back and listening to last will, week's episode. Oh, give that want, yeah, give that show I, one
1: more I, listen. We're almost at like nine hundred uh, th- thousand uh, listens there.
0: I I demand try. I demand trial by combat.
1: Oh right. man,
2: that's what I'll do. I will go back and I will listen to those two and now <laughs> oh. that you guys have on those matches, and I will when we come back from vacation, we'll leave a cliffhanger to see who is the rightful champion. Okay.
0: Okay. To to, to Marco's defense, even though I'm still calling him Florida um, (laughs) to to Marco's defense, there are some times when I'm a little bit wishy washy because I'll be like, well, my head says I want to pick this, but my heart says this. So I can totally understand if there, if there was a mix up. Um, But congrats, Phil, you are the Sean Spears of, of the chick Foley show um perfect 10 man yeah, oh. so um yeah,
1: yeah. that's well, well, well there's a cliffhanger so i mean we know who hit sheena with a car but we don't find out till next week <laughs> yeah,
0: so, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I demand i demand a recount you guys will find out the the uh the final tally um the week after next after after phil gets back from vacation oh, no, I'm gonna shine, but yeah
1: i'm going to shine oh, that belt up so nice
2: now, have now recount, people have man. to listen now oh. you have to come back and listen oh my vacation. god
0: well, the title. <sighs> oh my god. Well, overall, I thought it was a great show. I liked that it was shorter. Oh my gosh, like, you guys, you guys saw I posted in my stories, I like kind of like dozed off during NXT TakeOver. I mean, I'm just, you know, you get up at you get up early in the morning and you go all day with a toddler you make I made steak over ate a nice steak dinner, I ate a whole pint of Halo Top, and I was, like, ready to settle in and and, and go and go night-night, you know? So, But I was, like, dozing off. Um, but, yeah, this was, like, a nice short... Like, NXT TakeOver was longer than I thought it was going to be, and this was shorter than I thought it was going to be. So I, I thought it was great. I thought it's been the best SummerSlam in the last few years for sure.
1: Yeah, it definitely wasn't. I thought it was going to go until another hour or something. When, oh, you yeah. know, By the time it was, like, three matches left, I'm like, man, this might end, like... Ten thirty, eleven o'clock. This isn't
0: I, bad. Yeah, I couldn't believe how how early it ended. But yeah, overall, I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought you know, take over the whole the whole weekend was great. So um, next, we got we're moving on to Clash of Champions. So that's what we're building up to. So you know, stay tuned and let's. Let's see what, what uh, all shapes out for that.
1: Let's see if Sheena can get the belt back. All right, let's go to Raw and SmackDown. I don't want to spend too much time here. We're in an hour yeah. and a half, and we still have a ton of wrestling figure news to get to. So, uh, obviously, the biggest news from Raw, folks, is uh, the return of Sasha Banks. As you, you heard guys at remember her, <laughs> heard at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's been a while.
0: WrestleMania, yeah, it was WrestleMania. Was the last time we saw Sasha Banks. So she, did, she
1: didn't cry on this on this show, but she did reveal. Uh, I guess blue hair means you're a, a heel, huh? Because I don't that,
0: know. I guess I mean tell that to Blue Pants. Yeah, you know, like she got blue hair too. I think, right? Does Leva Bates have blue hair? I have to go back and look. Yeah. Um, she's like the blue meanie. <laughs> why
1: Why did we do this at SummerSlam? Why did we do this on Raw? This would have been perfect on SummerSlam.
0: Ratings, pal.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we need ratings. People didn't know she was coming back. People tuned in for that three seconds when she uh she grabbed the chair
0: they're they're trying to build the ratings for smackdown. they're like, well shit, if sasha banks comes back on on raw, what's going to happen on smackdown? Oh, so Oh, true. Yeah. Wow. Nice,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. They got a nice little build for the next night. Um, but uh I, I thought it was good. I thought it was perfect timing. It was the perfect kind of like heel move while Natty's out there spilling her spilling her heart about, you know, um her her deceased father, which WWE loves to just like, capitalize on and crap on. I'm like, poor Anvil, you know? I mean, who would have thought? Like, I mean, first Ruby uh, Riot, and now, you know, now Sasha Banks. Um, But... I thought it was great. I I think this is going to breathe a little bit of fresh air. Um I, like which is crazy. Like can you believe Sasha Banks is the one breathing fresh air into the women's division after, you know, how how often we saw Sasha Banks it was like not too long ago, you know, in the past year and a half. Um I think it's perfect. I think she's the perfect competitor for Becky Lynch. Um I think it's like the perfect feud going forward.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot. I think they're they're probably holding out hope that Ronda comes back at some point, and they can milk that until WrestleMania. But I, I mean, I think this is the first legitimate contender. I could see Sasha yeah. winning the belt and running with it for a little while. I, was, I love her as a heel. We talked about it. You know, almost every time we do a pay per view, we talk about Sasha Banks coming back. And I I touched on the SummerSlam preview, and you are like, "Oh, that would be cool." And mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, I guess they were listening because uh, this 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 works, and I th- I love her as a heel. Um, I would have loved to see her with something with Bailey first off before switching over to, to Becky Lynch, but no, I mean you need no, a con- you need a contender no. there. Is that I mean, you need an, uh someone to contend with here as a, as a major heel on Raw and that that works out.
0: Yeah, it works out and take her straight to the top. Like I I don't want her to get um especially Bailey. I've said this before. I just I hate that they're because every time they put Bailey and Sasha together, they play on the best friends angle or the frenemies angle or whatever you want to call it. And I just absolutely hate it. It's just it's so cringe to me, Um, you know, crying and then, you know, hugging and then hating each other and being so like petty. I, I just want them to stay as far away from each other as possible. And I love Sasha. Sasha is really good when she is like in her in her zone. You know, Sasha has two very separate modes you know like she can be like so cringe on the mic sometimes and sometimes i'm like damn sasha you know like you just spit straight fire um so i i love her she's an amazing in-ring talent especially when she's given the proper time and the proper build and all that stuff i mean she can sell like a a mother and she is just you know i don't know she's she's incredible so i'm glad she's going with becky especially since becky's got you know becky's at the peak of her game right now. So I think this is the perfect spot for Sasha to like slide right in um, and either, you know, take the title or just start like an, uh, an ongoing feud. But yeah, that was super exciting. Glad to see Sasha back. Um, hopefully she's happier than the last time we saw her. Um, and then the next thing was uh, Seth versus AJ. So this was interesting to me because Seth came out at the, at the top of the show cut this like, you know, super baby face promo, like, you know, we did it, you know, you, you, your energy carried me to a place that I didn't know I could go, you know, doing, doing the whole thing. Um, and then AJ and the OC, come out and you know aj challenges him to to a match um he wants to prove that he's a better champion than seth you know we know seth and aj together like these guys are awesome so um, i'm i was really looking forward to this match well long story short they have a really good match um in the beginning and then braun comes in you know there's a lot of like um you know the oc start to like scuffle things up and, you know, get involved. And then Ricochet comes down well Braun comes down and like clears out the ring and hands Seth the belt. Um, so I don't know if this means that Braun and Seth are going to, you know, start like is, is Braun coming after the Universal title or did he come down to help Seth? Because now he's like wanting to go after AJ for the US title.
1: I don't know why Braun Strowman wants to help out uh, Seth Rollins in the first place. Wasn't he just feuding with the, the, um, the what do you call it? It's the Hounds of Justice, like, a couple months ago? Who? Braun Strowman was just, like, against them. Like, wh- why why is he wanting to help out Seth Rollins against the club? Like, what's his motivation? I
0: don't, think, I don't know. I mean, does he really need it? I mean, he hasn't really had anything going on. <laughs> I mean, the you know, the the highlight of the last... You know, I mean, he he had um, Bobby Lashley like that. That's been like the highlight of his like last year in wrestling. To be quite honest, um, they really haven't known what to do with Braun. So I think, I mean, you just kind of sometimes I think you just kind of have to forget things that happened in the past and just kind of like accept what they're showing you right now and be like, okay, cool. Like, where are we going with this? You know
1: marco i need you to find me a clip from a raw where where braun Strowman was doing an interview in the back like a like an intimidating interview and i think i don't know if we played this on the show or not but then he like cuts out the interview and says also want to wish congratulations to miz on the announcement of his new baby or something it was totally like broke character it was like super odd but i need to, i need that sound clip on this podcast really bad it was
0: It was probably him wishing, uh, congratulating Kofi after WrestleMania. Because you remember, it it was like obligatory. Like, everybody had to congratulate Kofi after his win at WrestleMania. You know, congratulations, Kofi and Becky, for your wins at WrestleMania. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, Overall, I mean, I thought Raw was pretty, you know, it was was a good show. um, But as far as like anything that like, you know, creating any sort of major, major momentum, I feel like those are the, you know, those are the two main talking points for for Raw.
1: Yeah, we got five weeks until the next pay-per-view. So that's going to feel like months and months with the way we've been lately. But uh, people were... A lot can happen. We talked about before the show. People were complaining to not see the fiend on Raw, and I think all three of our three of us are in agreement that you know it was a good thing to keep this character off of Raw and just let it kind of be a big a big fight feel or a pay per view thing or you know keep it on the network, whatever you want to call it. I don't think there was any need to bring it on to Raw, you know, the next night after such an awesome debut. I mean, let this thing do a slow burn, you know, you don't, you don't need to rush things. You know, have so much, you have enough stuff to fill seven hours of raw and, you know, as opposed to three, you know, just let it, let it marinate.
0: Exactly. I mean, historically WWE is not very great at showing restraint with their, with their talent and with, uh, with something that's a hot commodity, but I do commend them for, for not bringing out The Fiend, um, you know, to do something stupid and, you know, that could potentially jeopardize, you know, what he's got going on. Like, let people talk about this all week, right? Like, don't give them something else to talk about. Let them talk about the match at SummerSlam, right? Like, people, if that's all they have to talk about, like, they're going to keep talking about it. I mean, I can't tell you how many accounts, you know, that I follow on chick Foley and how much I've seen on Instagram – people posting pictures people posting clips of the entrance people post like creating merch like you know our friend um extra cooler just made like a really awesome pin for this guy to sell at his shop of the bray wyatt lantern i mean this thing is like freaking hot right now you know and i think you like you said just let it freaking burn until you need to like give it a little bit of like you know pour a little gas on it right
1: Hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And uh yeah, they're doing they're finally doing it right. We'll see what happens going forward. But uh as far as SmackDown goes, we still don't have an answer as to who hit Roman Reigns with uh those giant plastic containers. Yeah, all the things. And I guess we're gonna find out next week because Dane O'Brien and uh Roman know who did it this has been the most convoluted angle this could have been like well done you could have made this into a kind of a, a whodunit cliffhanger type thing and now I don't know like why are there was... so many people involved here this is annoying
0: I don't know maybe it might be something great I don't know I'm I'm intrigued you know like I was you know when they said it was Rowan I was like okay cool like that makes sense you know they're trying to get Daniel Bryan and and Roman Reigns together um and then you know it they they came and intimidated buddy Murphy and made buddy Murphy admit that he was lying. So was he really lying or was, did did they literally just intimidate him, um, into, into saying that, that he was lying. You know, is there going to be some sort of swerve? Like, why would Daniel Bryan say, you know, I know who did it and I'll let you know next week if it was them, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't he just step up right then and be like, yeah, it was us, you know, like we did it. Like, let's go.
1: Yeah. Why would they want to hide that fact? Yeah. It's kind of confusing. Um, we, we we skipped on it on Raw. Let's go back to Raw real quick because they announced the uh, the King of the Ring tournament, which we haven't had in quite some time. And uh, I tried to pick, you know, the, the next morning I picked some of the people I'd want to see in it, and I'm surprised a lot of the people are in it. it Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Buddy Murphy, Apollo Crews, Andrade, Ali, Kevin Owens, and Elias from SmackDown. And on the Raw side, we have Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Samoa Joe, Cedric Alexander, The Miz, and Ricochet. So I want to get, I want to see if we all can make our picks and see if we have similar picks. Um, I would have loved to see that. First off, I love the idea, Sheena. I I love bringing this back. This is cool. Uh, yeah. I would have loved to see that it has have like a one night uh, Saturday night Smackville type of thing, just putting this on the network and getting some extra eyeballs. I don't really love it being on Raw, but uh, Raw and SmackDown. But you know, whatever. It's still cool to have it back, and it gives us some matches on on the on these five weeks here as we're li- getting into the next pay per view that don't need to have storylines, they have a built-in purpose for them, we can see some good wrestling, like, you know, there's you know eight good wrestlers in this thing, this is going to be fun to watch, so this is, you know, you could build a really, you know, you could build a new main event star, I, I put an article on the Patreon page uh, today, just real quickly, with my thoughts and who I think should win it, and how they can build a new you know, main event star here, but I want to get, let's start with Marco first, as who Marco thinks should win this thing.
2: Um, my pick to win the King of the Ring is the lover boy of Charlotte, which is
0: Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. Interesting. That's um, an interesting pick. Why, why, why Andrade?
2: Um, only be, they've given him Rey Mysterio in the past two weeks and he's beaten him both times. And the last match was a two out of three falls and he won both falls. Right. So that, that's kind of telling to me that they're, they, they're giving him a legend to beat. Um I know they work very well together because they've worked together before. Um but that just that that right there tells me that they're, they're there's eyes on him as far as talent goes. Mhm. And um I wouldn't be surprised if he enters and wins the king of the ring at all just just on that fact alone.
1: Huh, yeah, that's a popular pick around the interwebs and I can see I could definitely see it. You could uh you could uh, kind of put him to the moon with a really cool gimmick with that. You know, what do you think, Sheena? who wins this thing?
0: um i think ko is a really great contender to to win king of the ring i i and i hope i hope that it actually builds to something like i would like to see ko win king of the ring and like have it mean that he gets in the main event scene you know what i mean like he gets some sort of title shot against you know kofi or you know seth or whoever happens to be the 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 champion at the time um I think it would be super cool. And it was funny because um, I thought about Kevin Owens being winning it before. And then I read something or I heard something earlier um, with someone was saying, oh, they're definitely going to have KO win it because the opportunity to have the the KOTR shirts like the merch is just too like that's just too much not to capitalize on, you know, like having the um like kevin owens like king of the ring logo i was like oh yeah that totally that totally makes sense so i thought that was a pretty cool little i can imagine the t-shirt already
1: well you can actually imagine the uh, chick foley show king of the ring shirt which is on for sale right now on pro wrestlingtees.com it's my favorite I'm, shirt that we have i'm
0: wearing it i'm wearing it right right now as we speak oh
1: man that's on brand for sure
0: i i know yeah. You know, I like you, I wish this was a contained event. I would love to see it as like a one night, like you said, like a, a Smackdown or a Smackville type thing where it's on the network. And um, it, because I feel like when you do it, it's going to kind of get lost in the shuffle over the period of, of weeks, you know, if they if they do it on this and then Smackdown, and then you know, have the finals at Clash of Champions and all that stuff. Um I think it's just going to kind of um, get watered down a little bit because when you do it on Raw, like we talked about before, there's just so much that they're trying to cover on Raw, so many ad spots, so many, you know, things that they're trying to promote, the network, the new shows, like all this stuff. And I would just, I, I think it would be super cool and just be like a really cool one night of wrestling. So do you think this should be something that like in the future, like if this does well and like gets a lot of, you know, eyeballs on the product and you know the king of the ring actually pays off to something and doesn't turn into like you know the wet fart that is that was wade barrett um for a king of the ring do you think that they would consider making it like a pay-per-view event and if they did would they have to have an opposing queen of the ring tournament
1: that charlotte would just win every year yeah i mean i I think you could do this the the first round the first you know, sixteen guys on Raw and SmackDown to kinda of wet everybody's appetite. But I mean you go from there to four matches, then two, then one, so you have right? So eight eight, four and two. Yeah, so that's four, two, one. What? That's seven matches. That would be a good you know one night event i don't think you could do from all the way from 16 that would be too many matches but yeah um i i definitely think it should be a one night thing I, i'm picking drew mcintyre that was my pick i think he could be like you know he's just been saddled with this uh this lackey gimmick with with shane mcmahon i think he would be great i i i, th- I have a pit a feeling in the pit of my stomach that it's going to be baron corbin we're gonna get king corbin or something like that but i mean what worries me about this tournament is who's going to be the like the the faces. Like, who are the favorites here? Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. uh, Ricochet. Yeah, Rick. No, Rick, Ricochet. I guess Ricochet and Kevin, I guess you can call Kevin Owens a face now because he is a face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, o- um, Ali. Yeah, Ali. I mean, I think there's just more, there's more big names. I, I guess I was thinking of Kevin Owens as a heel for some reason, but he's a face, you know, depending on the week. Which is
0: weird. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's weird to think of if Kevin Owens as a face. But yeah, you pick Drew McIntyre. Like, I feel like, um, the last, like, what, like, the last few times we've had King of the Ring, it's been somebody with um some sort of like Irish or British or Scottish accent. Like we had Wade Barrett, um was the king, and Sheamus. then uh, Seamus, and then William Regal.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So and then, then didn't we have? A, wasn't there like a King Neville? It wasn't officially King of the Ring, but wasn't there like a King Neville gimmick um down at Two O Five Live where he was like you know the king of the king of Two O Five Live king or something? The cruiserweights, right? Yeah, King of the Cruiserweights, that's what it was. Yeah, Yeah. so he was like, bow, bow to me um but yeah I, i'm super excited i hope it, i hope it's um awesome and i hope it pays off and i hope they got a new cape since the last time wade barrett because he looked like some sort of like off-brand cruella de vil like, like she like killed the dalmatians and like lined her coat with it
1: yeah i don't think you, i think that's an old school thing i don't think you need like a crown and scepter type of thing i mean bret hart was a king of the ring winner stone cold was a king of the ring winner that you know they didn't have to take over a king nickname or something i mean yeah maybe throw it on them for the event well
0: you gotta have it i mean you gotta have some sort of like like title you know what i mean like they have to i mean even if you don't do the cape like the scepter and the crown like a,
1: a badass like game of thrones like uh chair or something you know that would be awesome
0: that you just bring out ringside every time that yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that they wheel it's it like out a 500 the,
1: pound metal chair, yeah, <laughs>
0: before the king comes out? Yeah, you know, I think, um, but I mean, let's be real like Bret Hart's um, king of the ring gimmick, or not his gimmick, but the um, king of the ring get-up was pretty badass. Like, he's he's definitely got one of the, the cooler looking um, attires for for king of the ring but um yeah you know I, I don't think you have to be labeled like king like i don't think he has to like walk around like he's royalty like he doesn't have to be like king ko you know um but i do think it should mean something right like it shouldn't just be like winning this tournament for winning the tournament's sake
1: I agree. Yeah, I think I think it's a good idea. I think it just adds a little bit of extra uh, interest to Raw and SmackDown over the next couple of weeks. So, I'm all for it. And I think it's a cool throwback to a, you know a show that we've seen in the past. It's an easy like why not like we've talked about bringing back Halloween Havoc. Like do that. You know do do all these old pay per view ideas like you did with the Smackville thing. Just throw it like a great make that the Great American Bash. Who cares? Like they've done it with Starcade and some of these other things. You know you own all these names. Why not? You know fucking. Okay.
0: So this is going to be my least favorite part of the show. But Marco said that he has some like King of the Ring trivia that he wanted to like bring to the show. And I hate I hate trivia because like my information recall on the spot is like the worst. Like this is what I this is why I married heel Husband because heel Husband is like my encyclopedia for all things. Not just wrestling, but just like everything I need to know in life. He can recall it. Um, so don't ever take me to trivia night, kids. Um, but Anyway, Marco Marco wants to uh, try to stump me or try to stump Phil here on the show. On our own damn show.
2: Man. Okay, well, okay, it's not it's not trying to stump you. It's testing <laughs> your wrestling acumen.
0: Oh, we'll God.
2: See. Your acumen. All right, so I I did have three, but I'm going to only do two of them because I, I like actually the first one that I wrote down. So who won the first ever King of the Ring tournament?
0: Oh, the fourth ever King of the Ring tournament. First. No, the
2: first. first, the
1: first ever oh, the, King of the, the Ring uh, tournament. First uh, ever. Oh man, can you give us multiple choice?
2: Um, Don
0: Morocco, right?
2: Whoa, yeah, yeah, that's that's actually correct. You wow, said it. Don yeah. Morocco. Do you, do you know what year? Nineteen,
0: 1985, were... the year I was born.
2: Oh no, okay. Do you know <laughs> where he won it? Oh. You probably don't uh, want to.
0: Re-
2: you're probably not going to want to repeat the place he won it. Uh, two of the tournaments were held in a place where you both do not like at all. Oh, that's my hint. Was, it, was it held in Boston? It wasn't Cleveland, was it?
0: Was it in it Boston?
2: Was it, no, but it was at Foxborough, Massachusetts.
0: Ah. Uh, oh, wow.
2: <laughs> uh, he and uh, Harley Race, who is the second ever. Yeah, Harley Race was, my, the was winner, be my pick, yeah. Yeah. Won it at, yeah, they, they both won it at Foxborough, Massachusetts. Damn
0: the, Foxborough.
2: Um, <laughs> the the land of kings, joking. Um, <laughs> so, um, so my my next and last question is: I hope I God and I hope you get this. Okay. What superstar has won the King of the Ring tournament more than once? Oh, there is yeah. a two-time King of the Ring winner amongst the twenty King of the Ring.
0: Oh, it's the one and only, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett Hitman Hart, 1991, 1993. Look at that! See, <laughs> wow, sheena,
2: sheena, nothing sheena to sweat. Boom! boom. <laughs> 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 Phil, did you know that? Did you know that Bret Hart won it twice?
1: I saw I saw a video of somebody posting it from ninety one on Twitter. I didn't know they had they had the King of the Ring that year. Was it just like a like a made for like Coliseum video type of thing?
2: Yeah. So, like, from eighty-five to ninety-one, yeah, um, it was not televised.
0: Yeah. So that's why. That's why they'll they'll say like, there's some people in some circles that'll say like, Bret Hart's the first ever King of the Ring. Um, but it's like the first ever televised King of the Ring. Um, so it's not like the official first King of the Ring, but like, like by all by all means, like people who didn't see all the other ones, like Bret Hart is the the OG King of the Ring. So
1: what what do they just have him on video? Is that one or were they just house shows?
2: Uh, it seems like they were just house shows. I, don't, I, oh, I haven't point? found any videos about any of the King of the Ring tournaments. Um, but don't ever mention that to like the older school guys saying that Bret Hart was the first ever. Because you'll oh. get your head chewed off. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that oh, happened man. to me already.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> was did like, oh, it Bret really? Hart was a
2: yeah, my, uh, so my my uncles, they're obviously way older than me. And they've watched wrestling longer than I have and um, yeah, I was like, "Oh man, Bret Hart was the first ever King of the Ring winner." They're like, "What are you talking about? It was Don Morocco, nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> I was there because obviously they yeah, it was Boston was a huge uh, traveling spot for WWF back in the day. So uh, they they would frequent there a lot, and they they seen a lot of those King of the Ring tournaments that happened and stuff like that. So yeah. Um never mentioned that to any old school wrestling fans.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's wow. pretty funny. I still say Bret Hart is the, is the OG because you know, if it ain't on TV, it didn't happen. So, oh, uh, yeah. you oh. know. So, uh, yeah, I I I'm, I'm all for calling Bret Hart the the, orig- the original king of of the ring. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> man, okay. Trivia is over. I win two for two. Okay, we're Great we're done job, with trivia. <laughs> I'm pr- I'm very proud of myself for for once uh with trivia since I botched the last Bret Heart trivia um that we had on this show, like back like when we first started the show. Um so I guess that uh we're moving on to SmackDown now. Uh we talked about uh Roman, um, you know Roman trying to figure out who the hell is attacking Roman, and that's pretty much all that. All that happened on on SmackDown that was of of any significance or of any importance. So, um, is there anything else you guys wanted to add about Raw or SmackDown?
1: No, oh, I'm good. I'm good with that. Let's let's head into our Go Figure segment. Here, comes the
0: money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.
1: Money money, 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 money. money, money. Oh yeah, it's that time. It's our Go Figure segment where Sheena and I and Marco. Uh, we'll let you know which figures we've purchased Over the last week uh, not just wrestling figures Any kind of wrestling, merchandise, outfits, apparel Memorabilia Foam fingers hmm. Smart suites Blue chew uh, You know, whatever yeah. Off. um
0: we had a pretty light week over here but um, we did get some new head sculpts i know i've showed you guys before and talked about them before um our our homie the mad reaper like gotta be like if not the best one of the best figure customizers in the game just a, a true artist he we ordered we bought some uh bullet club figures for him this is before aew was like a thing so we bought bullet club figures for him we got the whole elite all those guys um you know which included the young bucks these were some of the first like you know young bucks figures that he had done these were like his original set um he has since done like he just recently did updated head sculpts um and they are just like whoa like i thought when we had the originals like oh my god like these are so amazing like these like rival mattel for just like like how awesome they look. Um but then he like went ahead and like like outdid himself. So he um we got some new bucks head sculpts from him to pop onto our bucks figures. So that was super exciting. Um and then um the last thing we got, I got a Heart Foundation. I was talking about chalkline earlier in their SummerSlam release. Heart Foundation tracksuit and guys, it is so freaking mage. like it is like the softest, like silkiest <laughs> thing and for me to be like 21 weeks pregnant and like busting out of everything um it fits and it feels like butter
1: oh man that sounds good yeah I love that chocolate. yeah
0: yeah it, it was really really good since I missed out on the the Bret Hart Chuck Taylors I was like oh man you know you gotta have your heart set on um something so uh, I got that got sent over and I was just like on cloud nine
1: yeah, I reached out to a buddy who works, who literally works for Foot Locker Corporate in New York, who's a buddy of mine, I was going to surprise you with a pair of those shoes, and Ugh. even he couldn't, because I, you know, I know it was probably random for me to text you and ask you what your shoe size is, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Rex Ryan, I'm a Foot feather.
0: Oh uh, my gosh.
1: But uh, yeah, it uh, even he couldn't get them for me. So they must. They, he said there were some sort of problems with them, distribution problems. Well, and, there was um... only,
0: from what I understand, there was only a hundred pair made. So oh, I mean, they, oh, they were very, very limited. And then, of course, uh, Zach Ryder like comes on his Instagram with them, and I'm like, you son of a. Oh, like you know of course of course he had them um but yeah they they are so sick I mean you know I mean it is whatever I'll I'll get somebody to um you know to to just paint me up some and customize me some but yeah Marco just mentioned they were a Canada a Foot Locker Canada exclusive like no stores here in America got them like they were only there and they even canceled um from what I understand they canceled their online release because the demand in store was so like so overwhelming for them that they it canceled their online release. So yeah, um they were pretty they were pretty awesome and I love me a good pair of Chuck Taylors and uh yeah, didn't get them. Um, I'm sure the aftermarket price on those things I haven't checked anytime soon, but yeah, I'm sure the aftermarket price on those things for people who were mm. selling them is like insane. So, um yeah, but I'll take I'll take my tracksuit and I'll just wear my plain black Chucks and I'll be a, a happy happy camper.
1: There you go. Cool. All right, Marco. Did you buy anything this week? Any purchases?
2: Yeah. So I uh, I did post it on uh, the Facebook group page. It was the I traveled to the to one of my local targets just out of a you know just to see what was going on over there. Right. It was on a Sunday, which is usually when they started like stocking stuff. I assume because there's tons of boxes and carts all over the place. Um, walked down the aisle. And stumbled upon Ultimate Edition, Ultimate Warrior, oh, nice. and wow. Ronda Rousey, and I was like, "This I only I've only seen this in in, in fairy tales. This is crazy <laughs> that I'm actually saying this right now." Um, but yeah, so scoop those. Um, traveled over to GameStop because they were still doing that kind of like clearance sale on the on the Elites uh, 65, I believe, with with uh, Ronda Rousey. Roman United and Robert, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roman still twenty two dollars, which I don't get. But uh Naya and Rhonda were at, like nine ninety seven. So wow. scoop those because I don't own either one of those and Naya Jax says it's like the greatest
0: That Naya um, figure is awesome.
2: It's yeah, those face scans are insane. She has three heads that you yeah. can choose from. Um one's smiling and the other two are like scowls, which are and, and it's all cool, all,
0: all different hair too.
2: Yeah, all different hair style, All her different hairstyles. So the braids, the kind of like afro hair, and then mm-hmm. the like the straight hair, which to is to the side. You know, yeah. So yeah, so that picked those up. Um, put an order in for the uh, Mister Perfect. Oh, uh nice retro fest. Because I have the other retro fest fig, so I'm just gonna add to it. I guess it's just like a a random. You know, I have to do it anyway. Um, that's oh. pretty much it. Um, yeah that's all i have for uh that's
0: that's pretty good yeah i've seen i've seen a lot of people in the group posting that they've come across ultimate editions in in target so like i i'm shocked because i haven't found anything in target and i can't even remember how long so i'm excited that maybe maybe just maybe that they're starting to like you know restock things that people actually need
1: yeah that would be nice wouldn't it uh this uh, this re this restocking or whatever you want to call it at Walmart is taking forever. But it sounds like they're finally getting stuff in. But they are this new set that they're getting in sixty nine or whatever it is. No, sixty eight. Uh, they've all been rolled back to like fifteen dollars and change because I bought the uh, Mike Lanham found me the uh, the Pat Patterson and uh, you know I was expecting to send him twenty bucks plus shipping and he was like no it was only fifteen dollars and whatever so that's that's pretty cool you know they they have a little advantage over Target now Target mm-hmm. Target n- notorious for not even marking down like you know our buddy Zach Eagloff in the uh, the Facebook group mm-hmm. went on vacation and saw what what did you see like tugboat on the shelf and big cast yeah. and a bunch yeah. of figures from, you know, four or five years ago, still full price. It's amazing. Um, yep. I do want to give a shout out to Mr. M sorry, MRB buck on Twitter. That's our buddy, Darius, who uh, we've given shout outs on the show before he posted uh, a little bit earlier today, $45 on Amazon for the ultimate edition Rhonda and ultimate warrior with free shipping. And I think there was only like 10 left at the time. So if you're not following us on Twitter, uh, you definitely should. It's, you know, it's, I'm I'm assuming everyone who listens does, but it's at Chick Foley Show, even if you set up a Twitter account just to uh get our notifications. Whenever I uh find any good deals on Amazon or any of these websites, I always post them there and we always retweet people like Darius who 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 find some cool stuff. So uh that was a damn good deal. I mean that's you know, fifteen bucks off of two, so can't beat that. Um I talked about Michael Lanim and our buddy Ethan Deck uh finding us uh each finding us one uh, Pat Patterson, one I will keep and then one I will we we've already given away on the show to our our buddy Jason Cook. So uh that's that. And uh I we, we talked about it last week. I found uh on eBay the Mr. Perfect Retro Fest from uh this make sure you know this name. It's Troy's R Us. So like Toys R Us with an R, like the name Troy eight one, eight one. So Troy's are us, eight one, eight one. I mean, this guy has basically all the elite 70 on there for three shipping for 30 bucks. He has a Sonya Deville elite for like $90 if you really are desperate to get that figure before it hits target. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a place to go and, uh, he's got like 7,000 reviews, 99% positive free- feedback. So my Mr. Perfect came in nice, I saw some other people buying the Iron Chic from him, the Retro Fest Iron Sheik. So I don't know when these are hitting uh, the GameStop stores. They haven't yet. So people, are, I mean, they're they're normally twenty five bucks there. And this Mister Perfect's really nice looking. I love the black uh, the black singlet, and uh, he's got the towel in his hand. It's a pretty cool look. I love that Retro Fest line. And me and Marco have been big collectors of that. Uh, I did want to ask you, Marco, have you started the unboxing of everything. I know you're switching over from MOC to uh, to loose. How's that How's that going?
2: So, um, not everything. So I'm gonna keep like, you know, the like the defining moments, like some of those, like the WrestleMania Seven, Ultimate Warrior, and Macho Man. Like I'll keep those boxed and stuff like that. But a lot of the other ones I'm starting to unbox. It's pretty amazing. I I kind of equated it I, in my mind. I was thinking of a way to like try to, you know, explain how awesome it is. So it's kind of <laughs> like. The way the way it happened, it was kind of like Sheena was Aladdin and I was Jasmine, <laughs> riding on the carpet, and she showed me a whole new world. Wow! Oh. needs to that's make how... a meme
1: of this, please.
0: <laughs> where where is our Photoshop guy? <laughs> I
2: was like, yeah, that's the only way I could admit it's 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 really awesome just actually seeing the, the the figures like out of the box and like the detail that goes into them and stuff like that and like like you said, being able to pose them and put them in different things like. So if if you're not opening warrior figs, there's something wrong with you because yes. those are amazing out of the box.
0: Like,
2: yeah, it's the poses that you can do with them because he has all these. You and can the
0: look, detail, like yeah, the detail. Ooh, look yeah. at the detail. Yeah. we're gonna Photoshop you as a boo on the uh on the Aladdin. You're gonna be the little monkey, Phil. So oh, <laughs>
1: you <know>? thank you. <laughs> uh, I forgot about him.
0: You're, yeah, gonna be, no, you're gonna be you're gonna be the little monkey holding a oh! holding a figure in the box
2: the <laughs> um yeah no but it's 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 awesome I, I mean i'm like i said i'm not doing the whole collection just the ones that i want to see like out of the box and display a lot more um we're redoing pretty much our entire house right now so i'm starting to get them unboxed and like getting shelves up and stuff like that so
0: Wow! Between between the three of us, we've done some serious like home home building and home renovating uh, <laughs> in the last in the last like several months, huh? So uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. You hear that, MOC collectors? You hear what Marco just said? A whole new world. It's a <laughs> whole it's a whole new <laughs> yeah, a new fantastic point of view. Exactly. That's, okay. That's what I, that's what I. Yeah, yeah. I can so, see, I can
1: see the benefits to the other side, the, to the dark side. You know, I you I, have to do it, Phil. At some
2: point, it's, it's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna talk about it every week enough where you're just gonna go. You know what? Let's just do it. Yeah,
1: that would be a pretty yeah. epic unboxing video. That's for sure. Um. So yeah, I got the uh, the Mister Perfect. I got the uh, the Pat Patterson. I did I did want to. I wrote down a little spiel that I want to I want to go into real quick. So one of our Twitter followers at Why Man Podcast One basically i posted some pictures of stuff he's like man you buy so much stuff like how do you know how do i get into collecting uh you know blah 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 blah." and it's gonna be daunting for someone who doesn't you know maybe first time listener to our show you just follow us on twitter and you don't really collect stuff and you just see us buying all this stuff you see everybody posting their collections and you're like it's probably you know if you're just starting off day one without anything it's probably pretty daunting but this is this is what i wanted to write to him and i'll post this to twitter but it was more than 140 characters and I said it's a hobby it's supposed to be fun have fun with it don't get caught up in the the social media bullshit and don't worry about what everyone else has everyone collects differently sheena gets every single elite retro you know each elite figure yeah. you know i only get the ones i like sheena and marco let them breathe i keep mine mint on card how you collect is totally up to you you make up the rules it's your collection share photos with the community and be proud of what you have Having the biggest collection or being the first person to find something in the wild doesn't make anyone more important than you. Having a podcast, like some of us do, doesn't make any of us bigger experts than someone that like My Damn Toys or any of the hundreds of diehard collectors out there that post amazing pictures of their collections. Also, never feel ashamed or embarrassed by your collection or your passion for collecting. Do this and you'll live a happy and healthy life as a wrestling figure collector
0: true but to my damn toys credit he does have like a hundred thousand youtube subscribers so no, no
1: no no i No, that was that was he was just an example in there I because
0: know. i'm just joking because I, it was like you know just because we have a podcast doesn't mean we're better than my damn toys i'm like well damn my damn toys is really doing the damn thing over you know, on he is yeah yeah on, I mean, the, on, the, on the youtubes
1: yeah no i mean he's he's a big time guy but you know and 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 he listens to our podcast he's a patreon subscriber of us but i mean I'm sure he would school the hell out of me on figures. And, and you know, so it's, it's just, you know, everyone's different and there's no one that's better than anybody else. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted For to let sure. everyone know that because, you know, we, we, people people ask me questions and stump me on Twitter all the time or, or show deals that I, I haven't found out or, or buy figures that I haven't found. And it, I think it's awesome. You know, we all, we all have our own things going on and we all just need to enjoy it with each other instead of, you know, there's too much like, you know, it's just... It just gets to a point where it becomes too much of a. You know, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a hobby. It's supposed to be what well, we get away from our, our nine to five jobs and you know family life, and, and and this is supposed to be like a a respite for us. So uh, that's what I wanted for to sure. say. I'll get off my soapbox now.
0: For sure that that was an ollie like changing changing the world. <laughs> Type type uh promo you just cut their feel and it is true like you know you do need to enjoy it and don't worry about what it, and this is this is a life lesson just don't worry about what everybody else is doing just do you and do what makes you feel good and what makes you happy um, and I think a lot of times it's the vocal minority in those situations because I feel like the the fig community as a whole like all the fig people I know on um, Instagram and stuff are usually like pretty rad people you know like they're just you know pretty pretty down to earth like chill they just they just enjoy their hobby and they do what they do with it. But but there is like a small vocal minority that just like to, you know, make everything like a, a fight or a war or some sort of like debate. Um, and you can't let those people like, first of all, block those people. But you can't let those people like dictate how you how you do what, what you're doing to make you feel good, right? So, yeah.
1: For sure. And you find those people and whether you're collecting stamps or watching, you know – Baseball or golf, or you know, there's going to be people like that in every everything. So, um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to tell everybody. So, that's those are my weekly purchases. I'm actually picking up tomorrow. Wait, oh, sorry, sorry, what, 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 hello,
0: huh? Oh, I said, I just said sweet.
1: Oh, okay, okay, they said wait. They said wait. I was like, oh, what's there's more? Um, there's more. uh, tomorrow I'm picking up the uh, Zack Ryder USA elite figure. My Shane McMahon Ringside collectibles figure from King of the Ring against Kurt Angle, and my Vince McMahon Elite 70 uh, figure from uh, a buddy of ours, Charlie, who does ordering for us sometimes from Ringside. So I'll be picking those up, and I'll show those onto our our social media. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be back here in a couple of weeks. So hopefully we'll have uh, some some big mother loads. I'm gonna try to while I'm on vacation not order too much because I'm not gonna be home to. Uh, greet the fedex man when he comes so
0: for sure and you're gonna have to be spending your money on vacay yeah you know? funnel cakes Drink-
1: and yeah yeah, yeah drinking Hunt and candy. eating
0: and doing all the all the fun things but um if that's all you guys have for go figure um i do have some pretty awesome and unique random merch of the week so normally what i do for random merch is i pick um i'll go through ebay and pick something that you know just is random and i try to do a little bit of high low situation like one week i'll come in with something that's just like insanely priced wrestling merch and then the next week i try to bring something to you guys that like you could actually go on and buy if it was something that you were interested in. But this week we have a special random merch of the week. It's from one of our uh, Chick-fil-A VIPs, one of our Patreons, uh, Aaron Collins. He has um, a ring worn Teddy heart jacket. Um, and he sent us actually an email telling us about this jacket. So I'm going to read the email to you guys really quickly. Um, and I'll post pictures on the Instagram because he did send some pictures along with the email. So it says, Hey, hope you're well. This is Teddy Hart's ring-worn jacket. I won it off of eBay from a UK wrestling promotion called 1 PW. They had they had used Teddy a few times and wear and and were due to have him come back in January of two thousand seven. Part of the deal was to have have the ring-worn jacket, two tickets to the show, and his Q&A DVD, a meet-and-greet, the talent, uh, meet-and-greet, the talent of the show, and a private meet-and-greet with Teddy himself. So not bad when the card there was um, some big names like Great Muda, Steve Carino, Kid Cash, Gold Dust, Nasawa, Blue Meanie, Davey Richards, SJK, in quotes, he has Corey Graves, Pack, and some of the UK talent as well. So I ended up winning the listing on eBay for, um, 101 pounds, um, never underestimate or 101 point, Zero one, so he won it by a penny. Wow. Um, he he said never underestimate that penny bid. Not bad for what I got. Seeing some ring worn gear um, can go for thousands. So he got the ring worn gear plus the tickets plus all the you know the the meet and greet experience and everything. So it's, fast forward two to three months, me and my mom have booked our train tickets and hotel to Downcaster, and the company goes into liquidation. Oh no. And the show's canceled, and he never got to meet Teddy uh, Teddy himself. At least he got the jacket sent before, um, beforehand and didn't decide to wait until the show to pick it up. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got it. I know the jacket was worn on uh, Ring of Honor Death before Dishonor. Uh, death before Dishonor 2. Not sure any of the other shows, but guessing he wore it more than once. LOL. Um, and then he signs it, you know, Aaron Collins. So the jacket is actually pretty mage. It's like... Got like a there's like a pink floral print, almost like oriental, like, like print. Um, and it's got like a turquoise one on the other side, and it's like quilted, and it's got like a heart. Um, and then it's got like the th inside the heart, so the jacket's actually pretty, pretty rad, but like, of course. Uh, he won this this bet and then the the wrestling promotion <laughs> like goes Damn, into liquidation before he can cash in on his on his prize. So that is super cool. I can't wait to post these pictures for you guys. I'll post them in the stories and I'll post them on the the um post about this show, but thank you so much Aaron for sending that in. And guys, I would love for you guys, like if you guys out there cuz I know there's a lot of marks that listen to this show and you guys have a lot of like random crap out there. If you have just like some random merch that is in your closet or that you've had for years or that has a special story behind it, like send it to me, send me a picture, send me a write up. Um, I would love to read it on the show. Um, because that's way more interesting to me than just like finding some random merch on eBay. So, um, if you guys start sending those in, I would love to read them on the show. Cause I know there's a lot, I know there's some stuff that you guys have out there that I've probably never seen and or heard of and i would love to hear like your personal stories like how you got it how you found it you know the the experience you had and all those types of things so thank you again so much aaron for sending that in
1: very cool stuff man yeah i would love to see more submissions like that that's one of my favorite parts of the show that ran immersed and it's cool to see so many different like wrestling memorabilia from over the my years. god so uh, much stuff let's get into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week and this is uh a match that I don't remember too much. I remember the Sasha Bailey matches from TakeOver, mm-hmm. but not, not this one.
0: Yeah, this was Sasha Becky um, from 2015. This was from TakeOver Unstoppable. Um, and it was just a, a classic Sasha match I think it's really really good it's before I mean Becky was obviously always always good but this was before like the Becky that we know today right um this was like I think this was even before her like full on steampunk gimmick you know like, I think that's when she was kind of like just starting to like tinker with it um and then you know she was wearing like these little shorts I'll, I'll just never forget like her ring gear um but it's an amazing match uh it was the longest match on the card it wasn't the main event it was the, I think it was the match before the main event um um, and it was just awesome. Two two girls kicking ass, and it would give you a, a nice little taste of what um, what is possibly to come for for this Becky Sasha feud that we have um, coming up, you know, here here in the future. So definitely check that out. Sasha versus Becky at Takeover Unstoppable from May twentieth, two thousand and fifteen.
1: <clears throat> I also have to recommend uh, NXT Takeover. I guess it was called Arrival or Rival, whatever you want to call it, but it was Sasha charlotte becky and uh bailey in a fatal four-way for the title man i mean that's four potential hall of famer uh, women's wrestlers in one match and uh that was a great one so <coughs> oh my god okay bless you we're getting on we're getting on two hours here so we have a bunch of listener mail let's do one real quick before we get out of here because i have some social media shout outs before we uh before we hit up the the end, end credits here all
0: right well, what you, what you got phil
1: Oh, I don't have any. <laughs> I thought you oh, had. Oh, no, well, we, have have,
0: we have we have a lot from last yeah, week. Yeah, there's we a lot
1: from last week. week. I just don't have them pulled um, up. Yeah. But
0: I'll have to pull them up. You can go ahead and shout out the social media's and I'll pull up us uh, um, you know.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'll do that right now. I was going to I announce this on Twitter. I wanted to give a shout out to some of the folks that we uh, interact with on a weekly basis on our social media and then some weeks sheena will do some instagram folks that she you know she's on there a little bit more than i am and then i'll do some twitter folks so uh we will try to you know, we're going to change this every single week so uh if you're if you don't hear your name called don't message me in a huff and get upset uh this is going to be a rotating list of all of our favorite folks so these are folks that uh, we want to highlight uh for the first week here. Uh, the first one is our buddy AJ Big Mouth AJ on Twitter. It's Big Mouth AJ, but there's a zero instead of an O. Uh, AJ is very, um, uh, I wouldn't say confrontational, but he's got some strong opinions on stuff, which is you know good. Uh, you know, he's always up for an argument, which I like. I'm, I'm like that way too. So uh, give him a follow. A follow. Our buddy Carl B. Fitzgerald, who is uh, always retweeting our stuff, always commenting on our episodes, and has been a listener since since way back. Uh, we appreciate you. I love interacting with you uh, and talking about figures when you're out hunting. Uh, Sweatpants Joe is a new follower. Uh, even though he's from Buffalo, don't hold that against him. He's a good guy. Um, he posted a video today. of uh, He does a lot of food review videos. He, he uh, oh. re- reviewed the new uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich, which I've heard from many people is uh is 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 better than the Chick fil A chicken sandwich? So, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, Ch- yeah.
0: Popeye. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I love the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It was my favorite thing on the menu. And then like every Popeye's that I've been to in the last like two years, I don't know if it like was like nationwide discontinued, but like there was no chicken sandwich on the menu. So you're telling me that Popeye's like has a chicken sandwich again?
1: Yeah, that's what I didn't know either. This is uh, you said it's been around for a couple months now. They've brought it back like everywhere. I haven't. I mean, I don't go to Popeyes enough. I mean, I love their chicken, but uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna, that might be my cheat meal this week. Told myself I'm gonna have uh, one sheet meal a, a week of like you know something fast foodish. So yeah. it, maybe I'll have that because I love I love me some Chick Fil A. So uh, yeah, it looked pretty good. I watched it today on he posted it on Twitter. So shout out to him, uh, Phoenix Rocket, who I've uh, who has found me some figures uh, in the past. A good dude to uh, interact with. Al on Twitter at Phoenix Rocket, and uh, I can't pronounce his ma- his last name, but he's a great follower, Mitch treb zach so i'm gonna spell it mitch obviously m-i-t-c-h his last name must be k-r-e-b-s-b-a-c-h and uh big big member of the fig community uh we're always talking about wrestling figures so that's the first five that is in no particular order There was just five people that i saw on our feed that uh i enjoy talking to we'll, we'll get to a lot of people over the weeks and months coming But, uh, yeah, we we always try to, especially on Twitter, I try to every week make a list of folks that everyone should follow because, uh, you know, more and more we just start following more people. We start talking more figures, and we, you know, when you need something, when somebody else needs something, you have something you want to sell, it's always a a cool little community we're building on social media. So, uh, yeah, hit us up.
0: All right, so this question is going to come in from um, none other than um, our guy, Jason Cook, who also won our Pat Patterson figure. So, yeah, Jason's getting all the love on the show tonight. Um, He says, what are some of the elite two-packs you'd like to see come out? Um, Some great moments in wrestling. So immediately, right off the bat, my my initial thought is I would, like— freaking mark out for a an elite two-pack of mr rogers bray wyatt Flat firefly funhouse bray wyatt and then the fiend um like a you know a two-pack of both of those in like a firefly funhouse um like packaging like yes please
1: oh that would be cool yeah i don't know i don't know why this uh the first thing that came new was rick flair macho man wrestlemania 8 i know they've made those those figures here and there um in different iterations, but uh, uh, that was a great match. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if they've ever made those with the with the all gold Macho Man with the red tights, with you know the bloody face, Ric Flair. Uh, that that could be fun. And uh, for some reason, also thought of uh, WrestleMania nine with a little doink. Maybe do two doinks and, and a Crush Kona Crush. Yeah. Um, okay okay cool. something different you know i'm i'm, I'm partial because i'm trying to build up that new generation collection so yeah for sure um, but yeah awesome. I, also you, the marco? screw the screw job would be cool if we could do that i mean that's the that's the coup de gras. i feel like that's the that's the easy one and
0: uh, <gasps> yeah,
2: yeah yeah marco um, i'll probably go with uh wrestlemania 6 uh hogan warrior um, I know they did that with Jacks. They had like that the two pack with both of them, and the they each had the titles and and everything. So that'd be awesome if they actually did that again with the titles in them, not just the figures. Um, a I'd probably say a Hell in a Cell, Undertaker, um, in Mankind. that gear, and Mankind in Mankind, that gear as well. That'd be yeah. cool. um, would be
0: pretty
2: cool. Yeah. Um, probably something with Austin Rock. I would say one of from one of those one of their WrestleManias probably uh, the first meeting they had, which was what fifteen. That'd be pretty cool. Cool. Awesome. Good question, Jason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Jason. Um, Yeah, because even though I mean that that Warrior, I think we have a legend. I think the Legends Warrior is from WrestleMania six, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, having him come in a in a two pack with. with the belts and everything i think that would be be super mage but yeah thanks for the question dude and uh, yeah we better wrap this thing up so our people can like you know move on with their lives not that they want to because we're so awesome but still
1: yeah that's true but it's getting late and uh, your boy has a uh, I have a meeting i have an active shooter meeting tomorrow at work i don't know what that's going to entail but, uh, it's gonna it's, it's tell sad. you just
0: stay along the walls and get the f out of there. It's sad we have yep.
1: to do that in 2019. Uh, <laughs> it is
0: weird. sad, yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's not bring let's not bring the show no. down. No, no, no. At no, the no. End.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going on vacation next week, and uh, I, I will be uh, I'll be communicating via via Twitter and uh, social media, but. Uh, you guys have a great week best of fig hunting to everybody out there while i'm away we will be back here like i said we'll be posting a patreon episode to our normal feed so uh if you're not a Patreon subscriber it'll be a good way to see what we usually uh put up on our uh on our patreon page not like the normal crap that you guys usually listen to this is good stuff um no, I'm just joking. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be back here on the 28th. We'll record a show the last week of August. And uh, real quick, I do want to also announce that uh, we are going to be doing, and I don't know if I've told Sheena about this, but I think I have. We're going to be doing a holiday toy drive, wrestling figure toy drive here on the show. So I want to let everyone know this now. I know we're late in the show here. But uh, there's a lot of figures on sale right now at Walmart, closing out a lot of stuff. Uh, We're going to partner with Jimmy's Seafood here in Baltimore and Toys for Tots. They do a a big event in December every year, a big crab feast, and uh, a bunch of Ravens players and wrestlers show up, and they raise a bunch of money. Last year, they filled up like four or five 18-wheelers full of toys uh, that were donated, and uh, obviously Baltimore is not uh, in the best shape these days as far as cities go. So there's a uh, quite a few people living under the poverty line, and a lot of kids in that situation too. So uh, uh, I'm gonna set up a PO box in the next uh, coming weeks and months. So I just wanted to give everyone a heads up. If you if you find any figures, I know some of the retros are on sale for like 250. at some people's stores. Um, We're going to start collecting those. They're all going to be sent uh, to a a P.O. box here in Baltimore, uh, and uh, we're going to donate them for us. Uh, So whatever you want to donate, and if you have older older figures that are at least still in the packaging that you don't want, uh, we'll take those as well. So uh, we'll get you more details as we go along here, but I just wanted to put a bug in everyone's ear in case you see anything cheap. Uh, at the stores feel to to prick them up it's going to go to a really good cause and uh, hopefully we can collect a a lot of cool wrestling figures and uh, help a lot of kids out so yeah
0: i'm i'm so into that so yeah i'm super pumped i'm in
1: all right well uh you guys uh enjoy having a whole new world with your uh your lucy figures (laughs) and uh I'll, I'll i'll be i'll be i'll be making them choke over here (laughs) <laughs> uh, at the uh, at the at the uh jimmy's seafood studios stay classy hey, Marps, and uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks
0: peace tell me princess now when did you last let your heart decide i can open your eyes give me those hands right i need those hands
1: Sideways and under on a magic
0: carpet ride. A whole new oh, world. Oh, look at the big No
2: one oh, to tell us no or where to go or say we're only dreaming. A whole new
0: world. A dazzling place. Give me those hands, right? I need those hands.